Welcome to the Who Move My Freedom podcast. I am your host, Hank Strange, and uh, it's going to be a fun show. We've got Kevin Dixie on the show. Everyone needs to get buckled in. Before we get into this big time, you know, uh, let me take some time out. I want to tell you guys some stuff. We have a crack team of pollsters over here at the Who Move My Freedom podcast. We literally pay them crack. Um, not the drug, not the drug. <laughs> You know, we just give them, you know, the. have you ever heard of Snap, Crackle, and Pop? We figured out a way to refine the crackle part down just into crack. And that's what we pay our crack team. If that, I don't know if that makes any sense to you, Kevin Dixie. Um, I mean, um, I don't want to talk about those days. Just continue. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> listen. So our crack team asked a thousand workers at the Wuhan lab, all of whom, by the way, their last names were, wait for it, Dixie, uh, happens, to be a, happens to be a very popular name in China. <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's South Central China, South Central China. Uh, anyway, <laughs> we asked them who was the sexiest American that's given them millions of dollars and of course, they said uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci. That's who they, that's who they said. Uh, then we asked them what was their favorite podcast and that uh, talks about freedom and the Second Amendment. And guess what they said? This one, the Who Moved My Freedom podcast, was their favorite podcast. Uh, don't believe anything, if you have any sense that I'm saying. Um, <laughs> I just like to open up with something fantastical like that. We'll just make up stuff out of nowhere. Hey, everybody else is doing it, apparently. So anyway, we're doing it as well. It's going to be a fun show yeah. here. Uh, make sure you guys check out HankStrange.com. Sign up for our email list there. Um, also, you'll find Lola has Lola's deal. She's spending a lot of time working on that. Uh, posting that up there as well under the strangerholics tab you will be able to find all the different platforms we're on we're also signed up we're riding with us law shield uh this is the florida gun law book that they that they sent out to us i like to show that off very very nice thick book too bad there's all these laws in florida but anyway us law shield uh, is going to be there for you when you need them. You can sign up in the description if you're listening to this, watching it in the description. There's a place you guys can sign up, save some money and all that. So check on up with that. Big shout out to the guys from Franklin Armory. You can see Franklin Armory down there. Shout out to those guys for helping uh, sponsor this and helping us to put the show on. I'm right now in Gainesville outside of uh, Casa La P. Babyface P's mansion is behind me. I don't know if you guys could see there's like bodyguards and you know a bunch of Rolls Royces in the driveway or whatever so you know that's how that's how, nice. that's, how that's how he rolls Kevin that's how he rolls all right let me let me nice. smash let me smash the open right now <laughs> welcome back to the Hank Strange situation. All right, guys, make sure you Life subscribe to the channel. Smash the thumbs ups. Ring the bell so you can be notified when we go live. We are live. Come on, Kevin Dixie. Let's do the jazz hands, man. Come on. There you go. Jazz. Oh, you're getting fists. Jazz fists from Kevin Dixie. You know, jazz fists. You know what I'm saying? See, hands like, down, man down. You got to keep those hands up, baby. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Dixie, he's like, he's like Israel, man. You try to come at Israel, you know. 
They oh. drop bombs on you. No. <laughs> too, is it too, too soon? <laughs> too soon, Kevin. Uh. Yeah, too soon. Okay, obviously, yeah. uh, obviously too soon. Um, <laughs> this is the Who Move My Freedom podcast. This is episode 765. I hope you guys have your big girl panties on. We're talking about the NOC, NOC second annual train and learn event 2021. So we, of course, we've got Kevin Dix. Yeah, man. What's up? Not much, man, and I appreciate you having me on. I know it's uh it's been it's been a minute, but yeah, you know it's uh train and learn is is looking good. I'm sorry, I'm not looking away at the screen on purpose. I'm trying to get my stoogie ready for the combo. Oh yeah, um, yeah, rolling up a train and learn. I'm happy to say, uh-huh. you know, although I would um. Hank, you know we gonna have we gonna have a problem. We might need to step out and back you off about five minutes, maybe maybe three minutes and thirty eight seconds. Uh, but we, we still gonna be friends afterwards, though. We oh still boy. gonna be cool afterwards, man. Just old school. Let's go outside. Let's talk it out real quick. Why am and, I uh, catching an ass whooping? What did I do for an ass whooping? <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just saying, you know, I, I get it. You don't want to make a commitment. I, I was listening the other night when you were talking about it. But yeah. um, the train learning event, I, I was right. saying all that to tease up to this. Um, mm-hmm. I'm happy to say that the second annual uh, train learning event did indeed sell out. Um, cool. So awesome. we are we are happy with that. Mm-hmm. It did sell out. So we're going to have um, full capacity at the event. It's great. It's a uh, train to learn. It's outside of St. Louis, Missouri. It's Memorial Day weekend. It's going to be Memorial Day weekend every year, whatever days that falls on mm-hmm. uh, but train and learn uh was a brainchild of mine because i tell people humbly i believe when i first got into this uh to this part of what i do publicly mm-hmm. uh, when i decided to start talking about it because my message just happened to resound with people at the time and they, they maybe the world was was wanting it um you know i was fortunate to be put into a lot of positions a lot sooner than other people that even work just as hard if not harder than me uh when mm-hmm. it came to this particular thing of what we do and during that interaction, I learned a lot that I added to my skills and maybe my lessons that I already knew in life. Right. Mm-hmm. So I always wanted to be able to help people. That's what I do. I just like I just I can't help it. I help people. Right. It's what mm-hmm. I do any way I can. So when it came to the Second Amendment community, I'm like, well, you know what? I not only as a consumer of the content and the products have my opinion about what could be a little bit different. Right. Mm-hmm. Just from being on the consumer end for so many years. I also um, know now from sitting down, talking with CEOs, from um, being in front of the television cameras, from negotiating deals and talking to marketing reps and, you know, having, you know, friends in high places and whatnot. And I got plenty of friends in low places, too. Mm-hmm. Um, from talking to them. I mean, that's why you're here. You learn. You know, we are the lowest. Exactly. We are the, the lowest. Bottom of the borough, baby. Lowest of the low. I love low. my bottom of the borough people. I love my bottom of the borough people. This is where it's at, right? The bottom so, of the um, bottom. <laughs> we got to, I, I, with that, I said, you know what? There's a, then I start getting all the DMs, man. I get the DMs and the good questions. You'll be NRA, SHOT Show, or whatever. And they're like, hey, man, I got this question and this question. And I'm, I'm okay with, you know, having a conversation. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, you know, two things. One, I don't know everything, right? Mm-hmm. I just don't. Um, a lot of things people had given given me advice on, right? Hank, man, you've talked like you mm-hmm. you drop nuggets on, right? So yeah, we, it's like, we, hey, man, I'm, I think I'm fortunate enough and blessed enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm fortunate enough and blessed enough to know all the right people, mm-hmm. right? Not necessarily have all the answers myself. And so what I wanted to do is put together something I didn't see that existed in the Second Amendment community, which was a professional development that covered everything from business to, um, you know, public interaction to speaking to 
managing your money to growing your to growing your base to doing everything from the ground up and then also introducing people um, to different trainers and different aspects of training uh, not only because you should understand that different people do it a different way but also there are a lot of people that really truly believe in the second amendment that they're not really that skillful even when it comes to producing content when they're handling a firearm Mm-hmm. Right. And it's not a stab at anybody. I was just like, hey, you're doing great work. Many people, not all, but you're doing great work. It's just, you know, when we when we're looking at your your gun handling, your safety, it's like you love the Second Amendment so much. Maybe you've been advocating for so long. You haven't had a chance to go do any training. And that's fine. It happens. Well, at this event, why don't we do happens that? For a lot. You? Why don't we introduce <laughs> you to training? Yeah. Right. You know, mm-hmm. why don't we introduce you to some training? And and that way, when you go back and create your content you're better at it. Right. Cause if you're stronger, we're all stronger. Right. So it's mm-hmm. not a, it's not get it together. It's more like, Hey, let us assist you with this. Um, so you can go back and be better. And then guess what? If you're squared away with the gun, then you get to see how these other great instructors do it, their approach to it, you know, you get a little bit of that. And then also maybe you'll meet somebody you want to go train with a little bit more. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's the point of the training. And also it's always a great thing to build camaraderie, nothing like building camaraderie with a person than shooting guns next to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's definitely a, a builder of camaraderie. And um, so I wanted that to happen. Then I wanted people to be able to create content with other people. They'll be like, yo, man, how did you do videos with Hank? And how did you do videos with Noir and James Jager and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, let's also get you in a position where you're comfortable enough to approach people to say, hey, this is who I am. This is what I bring to the table. I would love to have a conversation and a dialogue with you. Right. But understand how to approach that, understanding um, that some people will, will gratefully just jump on any camera, which when some people kind of want to know who they're getting in bed with on this camera, right? So mm-hmm. how do you approach that? How do you have that conversation? And then how do you actually gain fruit from that? And it seems simple, but I know you very well know it's not really as simple as it sounds, right? Mm-hmm. So um, how to do those things. And I, so that last day is all about collaborating with people from all across the country, for you can have content to take back that you can cross-market and cross-reference with other people to grow everybody's platform. And I wanted that and I wanted that to happen. And I wanted down downtime and uh, brotherhood where we can we can we can break bread together. We can have a cigar together. We can you know, have a drink if you drink together. We could talk. You know, we could we could interact with each other. Hell, maybe even hash out some differences we might have had. You know what I mean? Whatever the case may be. But be there to grow and to learn together so we can train and learn together and everybody can go back. So when we did the first one, man. There have been several businesses that have actually uh, been born from that event. Several of them. Um, we've had testimonies of individuals that were ready to close their doors, like literally that weekend. And yet their businesses have tripled in size. Their profits have went through the roof, right? Um, their social media presence has improved. They're getting sponsorship deals now. Like they know how to look and seek those things out. They're actually mentoring other businesses and those businesses are coming up and growing. So that's what I wanted it to be. Um, an event that can pour into you, pour into your business, pour into your advocacy, pour into whoever you are, whatever you do in the realm of freedom, because my belief is if you know, and you're better then we're all better. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and I can say that the event now will have 120 odd people that have went through it after this one. Mm-hmm. And we're looking forward to three through infinity. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, by the way, shout out to everyone out there. I don't know who wants to shout out. Uh, let us know if you do. I see Miss K out there. Shout out to Miss K. Not, I'm not just shouting out the ladies, but you know anyone who does. I'm gonna try to uh, keep up with this while we're going through it. Kevin, I know this is probably the first time dialing into this uh, this new way of doing it. So I think there is something you could press pop out there and see the chat if you care to. Um, 
I'm looking at it right now on my other phone. Okay, cool. Is there someone oh. should be looking for oh. you got two phones. No, 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 not at all. <laughs> no, I'm just telling you because um, not everyone realizes that, you know, I'm still using the same thing I used to broadcast, um, but I've like switched cameras, obviously. I saw someone commenting about the image quality. Uh, thank you very much. I'm using like an actual camera. It's a Canon M50 for anyone who wants to know. Um, and then, like I said, I'm parked outside of Patrick's house. I have, uh, when I moved from the studio, I put my internet in his garage. <laughs> so I'm parked out front of his house and I have like the cable, the cat, the, the cat five lines running in here. So, um, that's how we're doing it. I don't do it this way all the time. I prefer to do it from the house cause it's easier, uh, more comfortable. I don't have to drive all the way out to Gainesville, which is tough. Like right now. It's kind of like a gas thing going on. Uh, we can talk about that later. Mm -hmm. I think it's not really supposed to be an issue in Florida because we're getting our gas from the Gulf. But obviously, everyone panics, and then people are out there getting gas when they don't even need it. So, um, right? Yeah, I see Latina locked and loaded out there. She says Hank's getting fancy. You know, I'm trying to keep up with you guys, man. You know, trying to keep up with. with yeah, you're Hey, that camera, that camera does look good, though, man. I told you that. That yeah. camera looks good. Yeah, people didn't know I was this sexy. I mean, you know, for a long time, I didn't want to smack everyone upside the face with all the sexiness. But it's like, you know, I'm getting old, man. I'm getting old. I got to, I gotta, you know, just, like, flaunt this while I have it, man. Uh, you know, I hit 49 this year, so <laughs> I'm getting old. Yeah. That's all I could say. So the um, the the one of the things I want to say to you from from what you said in the open there. Look, I don't want anyone to think like I, I. This is how I am, man. I don't know if people realize that it's not you. I hate to be pinned down to date. This is how I function. So if it's just recently, I've even said that Lola and I are going to the IV eighty eight event. So we are going to be there. But it's part like I'm actually uh, once we leave, we're kind of like doing a road trip and we're going all the way up to Indiana. So I know your event is a week after that. Right. Memorial Day. Yep. Um, yep. The following weekend. Yeah. So the thing is for me and, and one of the things when I do like a, a thing like this that I'm doing in Indiana, which is related to the van, it's all van stuff that's going on on uh, the Stranger Palooza site. So I'm actually going up to some companies there that uh, build these vans and uh, and I've got some stuff that I'm doing with them. I'm literally like running three channels right now. And um, the Stranger Palooza is kind of like taken off. So I'm trying to make sure that I keep that whole thing going. This is what, you know, I do this for a living, right? It's my day job. Right. Um, so that's kind of what's going on. I am going to be in that area. I am going to try to, to swing through there, man, Be believe it or not. I'm going to, you know, I want to show up like a superstar for a couple minutes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, just crash the party and then be out. I'm going to try. I'm going to try my best to show up there because I think you're doing um, you're doing three days, right? Because you're starting. I know. I know that Devin um, uh, was asking me Trenchwork Chronicles if if I, whether or not I was coming up there. He was asking me as well. I think he's having a panel. So you're yeah, he's going to be doing a panel that's um, separate from the mm -hmm. uh, it's not part of the necessarily the event, but he's going to pull from the audience of the event. Okay. And he's going to oh. do a couple of really good panels. I like the idea that he has going on. OK, um, he's going to do that. But yeah, Friday, we start Friday at three mm -hmm. o'clock. Friday is all professional development classroom stuff. OK, uh, we start Friday at 3 p.m. 
let me we'll run in. Let me run. Night. We're going to be. Um, I'll, I'll run in the. I can run in the website, right? Because um, oh, yeah, I know you absolutely. said you're sold out, but so what does that mean? Can people, can people still like show up to this, or what's the uh, deal? No, with don't that? show up. No, don't, 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 <laughs> don't, no, no, don't do that. Um, <laughs> do not show um, no, up. Do not show we've up. Had, even though we are, I'll be very open and honest and transparent. We have sold mm-hmm. out. There have been one person a day, and I think three people over the last couple of weeks that just had other things happen in their life, mm-hmm. so they're not able to to come. So mm-hmm. technically, their tickets are bought, but their seats are open, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So we still got like four spots. If we absolutely, somebody absolutely wanted to come, we have mm-hmm. those vacancies. Um, mm-hmm. But by ticket registration, it's sold out. But, um, you know, people have stuff happens in life sometimes and people can't make it. So so if people do want to see if the, if they could come at the last minute, they've got to get in touch with you or they or they cannot come. At the last one, because I'm, cra- um, as I'm as crashing. As I don't care. I'm freaking crashing. Yeah, so. I, I kind of already I figured that about you, though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it's on. So here's this trick: if it's still listed on the website, which it is right now, uh-huh. it's still up on the website. Just sign up on the website, right? Just because it's out there. Um, mm-hmm. If I take it down from the website, which I probably will in the next week, um, just because we'll be at the cusp of starting the event, mm-hmm. then you just need to uh, DM me or reach out to me. And I'll let you know if we still have any anywhere we can squeeze you in. Right. Uh, but the only thing that I will urge people is this. If this is not an event that is for the general public. And what I mean by that is if you just want to do firearm training, you would be mad at me if I allowed you to come to this event because it's not going. You would be mad that you spent your money on it. Mm-hmm. Right. So this is an event for people that are actually doing something in the realm of freedom actively uh, activism um manufacturers gun stores um you know something in a youtuber podcaster those are the people that are going to better fruit so i have had a couple of people that i've unfortunately had to turn away and it's not because i think oh my god we're too good for you it's not that at all it's i do certain things for certain reasons and this event is meant for hey you are running or operating a business or an organization in the realm of freedom and you are coming to enhance that i don't care if it's only got a thousand followers, 500 followers or 3 million, mm-hmm. but you're coming to enhance or grow that thing, not, Hey, I'm just coming because I really support you, which is great because I also don't want anybody spending their hard earned money, getting to a place and being like, crap, I can't use half of this stuff that I picked up here. Right. Cause it wasn't developed mm-hmm. for that. So I don't want you wasting your money. So okay. it's not a, we think we're too cool from you, but like you wouldn't go to, like I, as much as I support race cars, I'm not going to a, a, a class about how to build them because I'm never going to do that. I just mm-hmm. want to watch the dudes drive fast, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Goes. So it's not a it's not an open to the public event. It's uh, a, no an event for content creators. I'm guessing on different platforms. Yeah, content creators, yeah. podcasters, manufacturers, mm-hmm. YouTubers, activists, okay. people that run gun clubs. We've got a lot of gun clubs that are going to be there. Mm-hmm. Something in that ilk, right? Mm-hmm. I, what I didn't want to do is create an event that you had to be invite only. Because um, I believe that if you were trying to help people and you add in invite only, then you're being selective about who you want mm-hmm. to help. Right? Okay. right. So if the, like if, the creator has, if the creator has 50 people on YouTube, it, it, that... So it, yeah care. that's cool okay all right no yep. that's cool yeah so do you what's a thing um see that's the thing like I, i'm sure there's folks out there who want to go to an event just where they can meet you and stuff like that what are your events that you have for the people who just want to meet you 
Um, um, so here it's two different ways to do. It's a few different ways to do that. Actually, whenever um, you can go to the website and see when I'm around your town, right, or if I'm mm-hmm. somewhere close, I am very, very personable. If you hit me up and say, hey, man, I see you're teaching in Philly or I see you're going to be uh, uh, in Minnesota or, mm-hmm. hey, I'm down in Atlanta or, hey, I see you're going to be back in St. Louis. Oh, I see you're going to be in Indianapolis this week or I see you're going to be in Tennessee this week. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, you know, when are you done with class? I-, I might not be able to come to the class, but I would love to get up and have dinner. Just message me. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you where we're going. I'll say, hey, well, we're going to be at this spot at this time. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I would rather have you in a class. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, come to a class. Mm-hmm. And come do mm-hmm. some training with guns, mm-hmm. and then afterwards we go break bread and we have a good time. But no, just okay. literally reach out. Like if it's something like I'm not. Are going you to buying? Anybody are you buying dinner? Are you buying dinner? No, I'm not. Absolutely no. No. Oh, okay. No. No, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. Last I'm not time I dinner. saw you, you bought me dinner. So I mean, did I buy you dinner? I think so. I think technically, no. Wait. Yeah, I think so. The last. Yeah. No, no, that's not true. That's not true. Let me take that. <laughs> I'm not saying I wouldn't buy you dinner. I'm just no, saying now you owe me a dinner. No, no, let me take that back. The last time we saw each other, Eric bought us dinner. So there you go. That is true. That is true. I don't want to. So I don't want to. Not... You owe me dinner. <laughs> no, how does that mean? Now you owe me dinner. Okay, maybe, maybe. <laughs> you know, maybe I owe you dinner. Yeah, that's, that's perhaps that's true at this point. You know, I don't want to uh, act like. Um, you know, Eric actually, the last time we saw each other, Eric actually took us out to dinner, which was freaking awesome. Eric from Iraq Veteran, yeah. who's a really, he's a good dude, um, you know. And see, like, even though I don't make it out to the IV event all the time, man. It's kind of crazy for me because I'm juggling a whole bunch of different things. So I don't always go to that event. What I really need to do is plan specifically to go to your event over anything else. And then there'll be, like, other stuff that people get mad at me because I don't go to. Um, you know what you should do? You know what you should do? What's that? Strange person. Uh-huh. Um, what you should do is go ahead and put it as a priority over other events and then gratiate the freedom community with a presentation. What oh, you boy. should do. Oh, boy. I, what not, you now I gotta do presentations and everything? Hey, man, you might. Hey, hey, you, you, I know, I know. Uh-huh. That you are willing to sit on the phone with anybody and give them advice. Absolutely, I know yeah. that about you. Yeah, I know that about you. So mm-hmm. then you can you can sit in a room and you can mm-hmm. have a conversation with people that might be a little bit too shy to call you up directly or might not mm-hmm. you know feel comfortable. And you can yeah. say, "All right, hey guys, on this thing, this is what I would advise you to do. You do have uh, you know damn near a decade in this particular mm-hmm. thing, right? You got damn near a decade. You got a lot of experience, and you got shit. Damn, how, what episode are you on now?" This is episode. What was it? Seven sixty-five. I think. Come on, man. Yeah, I'm like the king. I'm the king of all media. <laughs> okay, Howard Stern ain't got nothing on me. Uh, you know, I'm just I'm trying to be humble. I'm I think humble I think it would be great to have Hank Sir as a as a as a <laughs> as a speaker of such man because that's what I want to do. I want to bring yeah. people closer together. You, you have know, an event because like the show is great, but mm-hmm. you know, you go to Shot Show University. First of all, it's it's a, you know you got some of those classes are shit. Kevin, what you're doing is the future. Um, I went to the sawmill event this year, and I'm just telling you guys, like I'm not trying to make it up. I'm not trying to act like high posts or anything like that. Just the nature of of what I actually do. Um, it's really tough for me because I've got to split amongst a, a whole bunch of different things, right? Without COVID going on, um, I go to. I go to SHOT Show in Vegas, but I go back to Vegas for 
um, the NAB show, which is the National Association of Broadcasting. And then I go back to Vegas for the SEMA show. I've been doing that for years. So just that's just an illustration to you guys that I haven't just been doing like car stuff recently. This is stuff I've been working on for years at the same time. Um, I, the first time I went to the broadcasting show was way before I ever did this. And I've been in broadcasting and been a, a, a content creator, making videos, music videos, music, all that kind of stuff for years. I've been editing probably for um, 49. I've maybe been editing for 30 something years, you know, um, so this is kind of like, it's, it's my life and you have to keep up with these things, right? When you're, I know you're a professional, you know, you're a scholarly learned man, right? You're a professional. Uh, I don't know if everyone realizes that about you. They but don't. You, <laughs> no, they don't. <laughs> but you're a they professional. Don't. You but understand yeah, man, what I, I'm I, saying, right? I mean, it's like my, my wife is a pharmacist and she has to keep up her education yeah. with those kinds of things. And the same thing goes yeah. for me. Like, I'm really serious about all this that I do. It's just that, you know, um, the Second Amendment guns are really, really important to me. And so I do, you know, try to do this. And, the, and here's the point I was going to make. I think what you're doing, I went to the sawmill event, I think what um, PSA is doing in partnership with the other um, folks in the industry that were there, that's the future. That to me is more important than SHOT Show. That to me, uh, like this, the the uh, what Eric and, and the rest of the crew at IV88 do, because it's not just Eric, you know, obviously, uh, people should know that if you know, it's Eric, it's Chad, you know. Um, this brandy is lots of people, you know, Ray, <laughs> I forget the names of all the people that are in that crew, but those kinds of things to me are more important than a lot of other bigger things that go on. I like the NRA show because I, I could interface with the people, but I really believe that this kind of stuff, including what you're doing, uh, what other people are doing out there is the future of this um, particular industry community that we're in. I mean, I, and I'm serious uh, about I, that. No, I, I definitely appreciate that. Um, and I'm, I'm glad that I could be on the forefront of it. And I, I believe that you are correct. And I just think that this is more, it's more intimate for one, right? Mm -hmm. It's more intimate and you can actually grow. And guess what? There are marketing directors at my event. You don't have to, come on, man. If you've ever been to one of these shows, try standing in line or find a marketing director. I dare mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. It is, you know, unless you're somebody that's got a direct contact or number, you don't even get a chance to have these conversations and, and engage. And another thing, too, we don't we don't always have a conversation mm -hmm. for somebody with, with 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 genuine love for us to say, hey, man, you're wrong. Like, you mm -hmm. know, hey, this thing that you're doing by like asking all these companies for free product, mm -hmm. you know, you're putting other people's jobs on the line. Right. That marketing director that's giving you product. Somebody's going to look at him and say, hey, have we increased sales? You know, uh, you know, what's your budget was this? What did it yield back to us? Right. And you might not think that your little three or four widgets or wadges affected that. Mm -hmm. But if you just take that and become the cool kid to say, I got a basement full of stuff, you can literally have people's jobs on the line because you aren't doing the right thing mm -hmm. with that stuff. Right. And we mm -hmm. want to keep people employed. We want them to know that we are a partner to them, not just another person with their hand out. Right. Mm -hmm. So. You know, having those realistic conversations and getting into the real nuance of how that happens and something else that people should know within our community, there are a lot of people with different talents that can actually help you in this stuff. For example, what a lot of people don't know about me is that I hold two business degrees. Mm -hmm. Right. And yeah. um, so with that, and one's a graduate level degree. So like when I'm when I'm sharing 
information and conversation with people, you might see me as a dude like on Hank's show, chopping it up, having a good time, <laughs> or talking about civil rights yeah. stuff, or because that's me. I'm a human. I'm, I like to relax and I like to chill. Right. But you know, like I literally like could teach you about negotiating contracts and and things of that nature. And not only did I graduate, I graduated to the top of my class. Like. I can help you. I'm not saying that I know everything. That's why I'm smart enough to know, hey, I happen to have buddies that are what, better. What's your, alma mater? what's your alma mater? What's your alma mater? Webster University in St. Louis, Missouri. Okay. Okay. Cool. So, now I got my undergrad from um, Fonbonne University. Now I got my graduate degree from uh, uh, Webster University. So, it's... Mm-hmm. And then I did tons of other studies and I've, I've been in uh, contracting work and, and so just taking that stuff, right? Like I could damn sure help somebody. Let's just say if I've negotiated contracts worth millions, I can probably help you out with an item. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's, but the point is there are a lot of people with these different skill sets right. around us. And you might just see them talking guns. But like to your point, you do many of other things. Lola does other things, right? Mm-hmm. So you never know who could really sit down and help you out even with a business plan. Yeah. Right. You know, even even if it's not directly gun related, you still got to eat. We still want you to be alive and sustain your family with other mm-hmm. entrepreneurial things. Right. So, yeah. Even looking at that. And I tell people all the time, everybody looks at numbers. We are so trained to look at numbers and say this individual is successful based off the following <laughs> count on whatever mm-hmm. platform we see. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've routinely without putting any of my friends personal business out there, I can tell you I have more than a dozen people that I can call on their phone, like have Mm -hmm. regular conversations with Mm -hmm. that have less than 3000 followers on social media and are multimillionaires. Yep. So you, you don't want to also get twisted. And another thing is people get so wrapped up in the numbers. I'm like, but guys, we aren't doing ourselves any favor with cognitive dissonance. How can you say, Oh, the amount of your following is what makes you successful to me. Mm-hmm. But then turn around and say their social media platforms are throttling the people that we like. Like you, you can't have it both ways. It's it. Listen, trust me. I I th- this is so complicated, and I do think it's uh, stuff that's important. And since um, the, some of these other organizations that are out there, the NRA, the NSSF, you know, they're not necessarily going to do it. Maybe we do it first. Maybe one day they realize how powerful it is. But yes, that's a really good point you bring up. You know, I have been doing this for a long time. I don't think I have, I definitely don't have the biggest numbers, right? I'm not a million. I'm not a half a million subscribers, but I've been doing this for a while. There's certain things I know about. Well, would you believe that if I talk to some companies out there um, in, in the vein of things that I'm really into, so like I'm into bullpups, I talked to a company about a bullpup that they have that I was like, hey, you know, I was trying to see if I can get them to send this thing as a T&E, which, you know, this is how T&Es work. Typically, they, the company send you something and at, for a certain time period. After that time period, you need to send it back to them or buy it. That's typically how that right. works. I know people think that companies send you stuff, it's yours to keep and all of that. That does not happen as often as you think. That is, I would say 75% of the time, it's what I just said. And then maybe 20, 20, 25% of the time, it does fall into that category of they're like, hey, this is uh, your thing to keep. It's probably even the numbers less than that. However, even on that end, if they're sending you something, there's strings attached to most of those situations if not all of them nothing's free in this world so someone sending you something means 
that that like you said that's money that's all kinds of things what's the return on the investment all kinds of stuff wrapped up in that if you screw those guys over that you know that's someone who might their job might be affected by what you did or that company goes yeah we're not we're never going to deal with this guy there's all kinds of things that go into it so i was just trying to talk to a company to see if i can just get my hands on something that was a bullpup and they just straight up told me listen it's all about the numbers and so i see that the other bigger guys out there they will just send those things to them and this is just the reality of how it works so for me personally having done this for a long time you have to learn how to not get mad about that that's why there's a lot of like most of what comes is what's brand new and hitting the streets I don't kill myself to do videos about that anymore. I did in the past when I first started doing this and no one was sending anything to me, not even as a T&E. I was buying stuff and, and um, you know, overpaying for everything immediately. So I'll give people an example, like a KSG, the KSG bullpup should be like a seven, $800 thing. And I remember paying uh, $1,200 or some crazy number like that for it because at that time, right? And all the and I didn't know all the stuff that was going on behind the scenes, blah blah blah. So that's the kind of stuff that I did. Nowadays, here's what we do: we I either buy stuff, so I wait until I have the budget to buy that thing from somewhere and I find it, or I borrow things from my friends, which you guys see a lot. And I say that I bought that I've borrowed it from friends. By the way, I know a lot of people pretend that they own stuff, you know, or we try to get it in this way. And I think that. Um, there are some companies who are straight up looking at the numbers and the big guys. And this is the point I wanted to make to you. There's companies who will just look like, oh, this is a big guy. We send him this thing. It's going to get millions of views. That does not necessarily trigger people looking at that to go, oh, I'm going to buy this stuff. It doesn't. And I don't think, I don't know if all these companies uh, really realize that, Right. I think a lot of times what does, you can have a smaller guy who, for whatever reason, maybe YouTube is blocking him or whatever, like what's happening to us. Even though I have 115,000 subscribers on YouTube, if we put up a gun video, it's lucky if it gets to 2,000 views. YouTube is specifically tamping that down and controlling it. And, um, and what they will also do is if that video goes way over that and gets thousands and thousands of views when we put it out, they go in and they make it limited or do some other crazy thing to it, right? Remove it or do whatever. So, but there's other people out there. If there's someone like me, for example, who's into bullpups and I put up a bullpup video with all the other things going on, the folks looking at that realize like, hey, this guy's really into bullpups, you know, they're going to value. It doesn't matter. That doesn't, I don't have to put up that video and get 20 million views. Um, to get people to seriously pay attention to that product and consider getting into it. And the reason why I'm saying all of this is I know for a fact that there are folks who are coming into this thing that we're doing, content creating, who don't have our degrees necessarily, understanding, know all the behind the scenes stuff, and they are able to do things like this with little or no numbers create videos, put things out there that lots of people get entertained by. Um, and, and lots of people go, oh, maybe I'm going to consider buying this. Maybe they even reach, reach completely different new audiences outside of, of the gun community. 
I'm seeing it all the time. I'm seeing like young, young folks out there who aren't connected to anyone in the gun community, not doing the gun community thing. Or like from back when I started, there weren't as many black people making gun videos. And it's always like a, a pleasant surprise for me when I when I go on YouTube and I see, oh, here's here's like this young black man, young black woman. They're making videos, getting a ton of views. People are looking at it. That this thing that we're doing is more complicated than folks, um, so especially some of the archaic people in marketing departments um, in in the firearms industry really, really realize. I don't know. I know that's a little bit long winded out there for some people, but it's a deep thing. I think that um, I don't think that you're you're wrong at all. What I what I like to try to tell people when it comes to that is, you know, and this is kind of a business thing across the board. Right. You Mm -hmm. as a creator of a thing, of a platform or operator of a platform, sometimes it's because not only do some marketing reps have maybe more of an ancient way of thinking. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the people that are creating content also Mm -hmm. have a very ancient way of thinking. Right. Mm -hmm. And, And sometimes we don't see the no as actually a blessing of freedom. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if a company says no to you, which granted, if you start reaching out, you're going to get a lot of notes. Right. Ninety nine percent. Ninety nine percent. That's part of the game. Right. right People right. reach out and I, in, in reverse. I've had companies reach out to me and say, hey, we want to work with you. And I'm like, nope, because, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, it's you're, I, I don't align with what you got going on right now. Yeah, me too. Um, but uh, I, I would say that same thing happens to me. There's certain people who I yeah. wouldn't deal with. Yeah. yeah and it, it's yeah. nothing even and it's nothing. It's nothing personal, but what you mm-hmm. what, one thing about your brand and about what you're doing is that, you know, so many people are creating content for tomorrow. You need mm-hmm. to really be able to look at your platform and be like, where am I trying to be five years from now, three years mm-hmm. from now? Right. Sustainability. Mm-hmm. Where am I trying to go? And then you need to understand the pathway to get there and then see who complements that. Not because what people are doing is they're trying to associate themselves with ABC company to look like they're big instead mm-hmm. of you working with people or companies or even out of your own pocket to complement what you have going on. Having a company's product does not validate you, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Saying that you are associated with this organization does not validate you. Your content and what you are doing for this community or whatever community you're serving is what's going to validate you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you stop looking at like, oh, I need to I need to be with, I'm just going to pick on Daniel Defense. That, mm-hmm. I, they've done nothing to me. Let me make that clear. But, right, right. oh, I just want to be seen with a, a, uh-huh. a Daniel Defense rifle. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, cool. DD makes great, great rifles. None, none against them. All right, cool. So answer me this. Once you're seen with a DD rifle and you create two or three videos with a DD rifle, what did that really do for you over having a smaller known company rifle. Mm-hmm. Is Daniel Defense going to be as invested in you as say this startup rifle company no. in Florida or you know are they going to be as invested look, or should you be looking like hey I'm an upstart let me not look for people or companies to validate who I am by association let me look at people that are as interested in my growth as I am in their growth and why don't we grow together why don't I look yeah. for relationships like that because mm-hmm. you know what happens man a lot of people they'll see and I've had it happen to me a lot and it is what it is um, people will see me working with certain companies and there are certain companies that I really enjoy working with. And what they'll do, unbeknownst mm-hmm. to me, is if people don't understand how small this is. People will drop my name and stuff mm-hmm. and don't realize that the, the people will call you and be like, hey, so-and-so is using your name, right? Mm-hmm. And you do that. So everybody's like, oh, well, this company 
is willing to work with people. Some people are like, oh, well, there, hey, there's an opportunity here. And then other people mm-hmm. are like, I feel like I'm better than Hank or I feel like I'm better than KD. So surely if they'll work with them, they'll work with me, right? <laughs> and yes. you reach out. <laughs> and, and what happens is mm-hmm. you do everyone involved at this service, even if that company does decide to work with you. Like, you know how you could be at your home, right? Mm-hmm. And you can, uh, you have an outlet that gives you power, right? That mm-hmm. gives you the, the use of your accessories. Well, what happens if you plug too many things into the plug? Yeah. It blows the circuit box, yeah, right? It blows the circuit it. breaker. Mm-hmm. You're overloading the companies. Thus, they aren't able to satisfy or really pour into anyone. That's when you start getting the effect that they just pay attention to one or two people and you become lost in the sauce. Nobody even really knows that you're a Mm -hmm. part of them. Why? Mm -hmm. Because you just wanted to be another ant on the hill. Instead of you saying, I will go be the queen or king of this smaller outfit, of this smaller organization, and Mm -hmm. help them grow. No, everybody wants to flood the outlet you want to flood it. And when it blows, then all everybody does is they scatter and then they try to find something else to supplement. When you could have been helping another organization grow that is yeah. more invested in you and will give you the shares, will give you the energy, will give you the resources. But instead, you will rather be a small ant on the hill with everybody else just to say you're associated. Yeah. And it's a brainless way of thinking. You shouldn't operate like that. It's um, you know what? Like you. So th- I have a whole bunch of thoughts in that, which is what usually happens when uh when you know when we get together we start talking about i don't think people have like any idea um so you were putting up stuff from um from from 50 cent today right and i remember 50 talking about like when he made it he had all these guys around him you know he had g unit and he actually got a bunch of those guys deals with uh smaller sneaker companies that weren't nike you know um like still legit companies and so they got deals. They were getting money and everything. They never, they never uh, wore the sneakers, but they would complain to him about money. And he would say, "Okay, guys, like they would have a meeting and they're complaining about money." He was like, "Look under the table. Tell me what you're wearing." And so these guys mm. would, would, they would have a contract with Adidas and they'd be wearing Nike, right? They're mm. wearing Jordans. Yep. He was like, uh, "What, what more do you want me to do for you? These companies come to you." You know, and you should be wearing their stuff. You're not even going to do it because you'll take the money, but then you don't actually wear their things. And and then you're wondering why they don't want to even deal with you again. So I think one of the biggest things that came out of what you said is build, build when, when you're doing this, if someone's getting into this and you're thinking like, what's my strategy on it? Your first strategy should be yourself, like build your own brand. Who are you and what do you want to do? And then when, as you're building that brand, even if you're small, go help someone who needs, who needs your help more than someone else. Like there's certain companies, I could tell you guys, um, Andrew's custom leather didn't really need me. Sam Andrews has been around for, you know, when I met him 35 years or something like that, making leather holsters and doing very well. But he actually, like I did one video with him and that video, no, actually I did a couple of videos. I think it was maybe the second or third video. I don't want to lie about this. But that second, third video took off. I think it's the biggest video on my channel. Um, It's probably, I think, approaching 2 million views or something like that, which, you know, if you compare it to other things, it's not a big deal. But it took off so much that Sam said to me, you know, and we were neighbors at the time. He said, you know, in the past, I have taken out on my credit cards 
up to like forty something thousand dollars to buy advertising in gun magazines, the biggest magazines and stuff like that to keep business coming in here. And it had no it was negligible what happened from doing that. And he was like, This one video that we did together took off. And he was like, Okay, what what can we do so we can keep this going, right? And so mm-hmm. we, we made a deal. It's not there's not a ton of money involved in that or anything like that. The way I see it, you know, I was just really getting started doing this thing. And this guy, this I had access to this guy that was amazingly talented, you know. Um, so we got together and we started doing it. Right now, we're not neighbors anymore because he's got a big warehouse somewhere. <laughs> I was talking to him today. You know, he's like, dude, the orders don't stop coming in. Right. And as a matter of fact, in the past, when YouTube deleted my channel, he realized that my channel was deleted because there weren't any orders coming in. And he asked himself, he was like, what the hell is going on? Why? What's what's up with the phone or whatever? And when they looked into it, they realized that YouTube had taken down my whole channel. So the 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 thing I'm trying to say to you about that is this is a guy who... I had the opportunity because I was there. He made these things. I made videos. He was like, sure, let's do this. And then when we realized the effect that it had, we decided to get together and do things. And this is now like, we laugh about it. This is like six years later now. You know, it keeps business going for him. He helps, he writes a check that helps keep all of this going, you know. And he's probably one of the smallest companies out there making leather holsters, you know. When you compare, I mean, you're, you're aware of that, right? There's these big companies that make leather holsters and all that kind of stuff. You don't ever, you don't ever actually need to go to the big guys. If you've got skills and you could do something and you see someone's out there making a really good, valuable product, but they don't have the skills that you have. They don't know how to make videos and put them on YouTube and do social media and all that kind of stuff. That is a more amazing opportunity than... Like what you said, you know, there's a small company out there making rifles and they're doing a good job and they're working really hard and doing it a different way. And you're trying to knock down the door of Daniel Defense that everyone else is going to. It's almost like when you're in high school, everyone wants to talk to one cheerleader chick. And there's all these beautiful women, (laughs) (laughs) right? diamonds in the rough. Nobody wants to mess with them. Everyone wants that one chick, you know, Um, I think. Yeah, man, I think I think that that's what you're. I like that analogy, by the way. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, yeah, you I, know, and there, and, and then there's the flip side of it too, man. You got, you know, and there, there was, and this is a couple of years past now, but there was, mm-hmm. and I'm, they, they will go on names, uh, not for bad reasons, just because I don't know how much everybody really knows about it, but there was mm-hmm. one of the largest uh, in this community that had a massive following, massive influence, still does to a mm-hmm. uh, to a large degree, um, mm-hmm. but uh, they also had some YouTube problems. And when their YouTube channel got yanked, like yours did, mm-hmm. when their YouTube channel got yanked, it wasn't because the person didn't have influence in the numbers and all that, right? Mm-hmm. It's just YouTube pulled the the, the Nazism of YouTube, and right. they the uh, algorithm got triggered, channel. right? Yeah, yeah, and they, they yanked the channel down. Well, mm-hmm. in response to that, that person had roughly about sixty percent of their sponsors dropped them as well, right? Because mm-hmm. the, the uh, like Andrews believed in you enough to stick in there, right? Mm-hmm. But those people, even with that massive influence, are like, oh, the channel's gone? So are we. And they dip that. Right? That's so cool. Yeah, that's crazy. This, this you know, is, you got to, it's, it's, it's business, though. So you got to be ready to, well, uh, to it's, actually. Well, it's, um, it's bad business. You're right. It is business. But it's bad. Like, I, 
I prefer uh, personal relationships. That's what I'm trying to build with people, like for yeah. life. You know, there's times when the folks that we that we deal with, that I do stuff with, there's times when I need them more than they need me. And there's times when that flips back around the other way where, you know, um, you know, they need me more than you know, then I need them or whatever, or I could do something big for them. This is all based on relationships. And this is how you build stuff forever. You know, regardless, maybe those people aren't even actually even sponsoring you anymore or whatever, but something happens and they're like, hey, we got your back. We'll, we'll take care of you. Or you're able to do that kind of thing. Life is about relationships. A long time ago, someone said to me, you know what, like a real true friend is more valuable than their weight in gold. Hmm. You know, and when you're doing business with people, they should be able to understand that. Like whoever, I'm not exactly sure. I think I have an idea, but you know, whoever that is, for people to to drop out based on that, this is how you find out who really rolls with you and who does not roll with you, right? Yeah, this, I think. This is, um, yeah, yeah. You know, so go ahead. You're gonna say something. No, I, I think it's and it's important for people to understand and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people out there not like. This is kind of common sense. Well, you'd be surprised. It's, no. it's not. Um, it, it's, and it happens more often than look. It's when you get into this, you get you get lost. It's like a crazy maze. the The idea of doing this, where you're no one no one gives a crap about the video you just put out. Everyone's looking for the next video. That becomes yep. a blur. <laughs> It's really tough and it's really crazy um, to 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 do all of this and ultimately. Outside of everything, like I see, um, by the way, shout out to Razor JB. I see him commenting here, and this is a powerful thing that he's saying, I think. He says, I listen to more low-count YouTube channels with no background, more than a SF guy who says he's SF every other sentence coming from that arena. It says a lot of the uh, individual, but here's the thing I would tell you. You know, to me, I look at this as an entertainer. You create... Whether you're an artist, like a you, you paint, you're a musician, you know, whatever it is you do, you create it, you put it out into the world, and then the, the audience chooses. And the beautiful thing about that is there's 7 billion people on this planet. There's an audience for you. You don't need to have, I could tell you, I could tell folks out there right now, I know this is a fact. I have 115,000 subscribers on the main YouTube channel. It keeps, my subscribers keep growing. All my numbers keep going down because of what YouTube is doing, right? But right. on Stranger Palooza, I have like 3,000 subscribers and there's more revenue that comes in there from advertising. This is based on how, you know, YouTube is doing everything. But the point I'm trying to make to you, you don't need massive numbers to do this. You don't need everyone in the world to follow you. You just need, if there's something that you're into, like I'm into vans and you make, that's what I've noticed. I do, all, I'm into all kinds of cars and I have all kinds of car footage on there, but this van stuff is a big deal. And so if you're into it, you've, you've got one, you know about them, you have the same thing that I'm doing there is, is what I did with Sam Andrews. There's a company locally here. They're really cool guys. They like me. They happen to actually be all gun guys and all that kind of stuff. So we get along really well. And they're like, dude, come over here, whatever you want to and do stuff. Guess what I do? You don't, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go over there and, and do stuff about vans because people like van stuff. And it's not a it's not a big channel. Um, it's like I said, it's three thousand subscribers, but there's a video on there that's one hundred and forty thousand views. This is this is how the world works. 
yeah, and you got to you got to also understand where your strength lies too, right? To your point, like you stop, don't try to do what everybody else do. Look, I understand mm-hmm. that outside of social media, like I said, I've been doing this well before social media was even a thing. Mm-hmm. I know what happens when I get in front of people. Mm-hmm. Like when people see me, when you see me hush 3,000 people at the nation's capital with my words, mm-hmm. when people literally come up and cry, when they stand in line 30 minutes to talk to me, that's not because I'm trying to be like somebody else. Mm-hmm. I'm authentically being who I am. You don't need to emulate anybody, man. I would rather be the first me and fail than be the third you and have some measurement of success, right? Yeah, you're authentically you yourself. Are. You're yourself. You're your own yeah, brand. Man, just, yeah, just be you. And guess what? Everybody is not gonna grow. And and you know, hey, look, I'm I'm buddies with some of the biggest channels out there. Mm-hmm. And congratulations. But they'll they'll even tell you, man, it's gonna be like mm-hmm. pulling teeth for anybody that's getting into this thing now, right? <laughs> to grow, it's gonna be very very hard. It can be done. It can be. It can be done if you're uniquely yourself, though. Yeah, just be you, this, man. This is because the key today. And everybody can see if you're emulating another person, right? You might not think it, but people are looking and they're like, hey, man, we just want you to be you. And that's what we're going to appreciate. And also understand, like, for example, on uh, Instagram, which is my biggest platform, there's 15.4 thousand people over there, right? So let's just say a company who does not know me and maybe they don't believe in shadow banning and all that. That's not they don't believe in it, right? They go look and they'll be like, oh, okay, well, 15.4 and I'll do hollers when you're at least 75 or better, right? I think that's mm-hmm. pretty much the measurement on Instagram. Okay, cool. Hey, but let me ask you this. How many other people could, could put on the event and put 60 influencers in one spot? Um, you get yeah. what I'm saying? That yeah. when you're looking at saying 15.4 thousand, but I can get 60 people to show up. The to only person, the only person people one. I can think of that can do that are incredibly massive in terms of massive followings right but yeah i mean and you know uh <laughs> the, the only people i know that could do it that is is uh eric and the iv88 group yeah and then on and, top of that i have industry peers mm-hmm. some with more numbers some with equal some with less doesn't matter mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. when i call and say hey man i would like for you to come share your experience and your skill set with people mm-hmm. for this cause they show up like it's not it's 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 so and then if a company says oh well you aren't then if i if they make me pull it i'll be like do you really i need you to google the definition of influence Mm -hmm. and i need you to understand what true reach is right if i have to do that but for me it's kind of like hey i'll be honest with you guys i learned this lesson years and years ago i do not knock down company doors to deal with them as a matter of fact i will dm a smaller company Mm -hmm. because i know that the chances of us having organic, realistic conversation are going to be higher, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'll reach out to them and I'll say, hey, I see that you're here. I'm doing this thing. You want to be a part of it. And mm-hmm. most of the time with them, it's absolutely, hell yeah, man. Like, yeah. thank you, you know? Yeah. And that those are the people that I want to be involved with. And then if I want to go do something, I've been in Oakley Productions. I've been on TV. Like, I've done these cool things. I, I was When NRA uh, TV was a thing, I was all over that platform. Right. Like I've done all these things and it's like, yeah, it's great. It's fun. And the people that do this stuff at a high level, man, has off to them because it is more difficult than people believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and kudos to them. Mm-hmm. But for everybody coming up, you need to understand no different than if we're talking to a kid about going to get a job out of college. You mm-hmm. don't have to be. You don't have to be a Mac. You don't have to be a uh, Iraq veteran. You don't have to be hell. I hate mm-hmm. you just need to be you and you need to establish what in you is going to do good by the freedom community 
and how you can best impact them. Um, one of the people that doesn't have a lot of followings that I think is freaking awesome is a uh, BSO channel. Curtis, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Curtis doesn't have the following that you would think that he deserves, but mm-hmm. I dare you challenge him on gun and knowledge information. Mm-hmm. Right. The dude is, I've known, you know, I've known him the whole yeah, time yeah. I've been doing this. And like you said, he's, he's uniquely himself. And mm-hmm. I also think he's figured out a way to do what he's doing. And as you said in the beginning, everyone does. Look, if people feel like someone should do this professionally, consistently for you and be broke, then I, I think that people don't know. That's the definition of socialism. OK, at the least. All right. Uh, if I really if I'm really feeling in a, in a frisky mood, I'm going to call that communism. If people are doing things to entertain us and educate us and bring things to life or stand up or advocate for us, they need to make some kind of living so they don't go do something else. And Curtis, by the way, happens to be uh, also a highly educated people, you know, look at a big dude like him and think this guy's an idiot. That's one of the smartest uh, people I know in, in this particular game. Yeah. Um, and he's a good, he's a good guy, man. I, I really appreciate him, but he's done himself. Look, let me, let me say this before I forget it. When I first started doing this, I think I emulated people I was looking at as well. I was a big fan of, um, of nothing fancy, big fan of military arms channel. Um, and I, you know, when you, when you put yourself out on a public stage, right, it's very uncomfortable for you. And it's very, it's very, it's, it's the most difficult thing in the world for you to be yourself. I always tell people it's easier for you to stand naked in front of a crowd than to actually like be yourself on camera once everything starts rolling. So I, so I wouldn't fault for someone for starting, and I'm pretty sure if people look at even what I was doing, they're like, oh, he's trying to be like so-and-so or whatever, because I was looking at everyone's things. I was consuming what other people were doing. But as I got more comfortable with myself, I became more and more of myself. That's what I strive for every day, and that is what the brand is. You know, it's nothing wrong if you want to get into hip-hop music and you're emulating whoever's hot or whatever, but the thing that will really change your life is when you make your own um, when you make your own kind of music. The other day, like, I, for, I'm into hip-hop music, and for a long time, I think the first person I heard it from was my brother-in-law, Lola's brother, Sam, was into Devin the Dude. The other day, I went into the barbershop, and mm. someone was playing Devin the Dude. I was like, what, Devin the Dude? Most people out there might don't even know who we're talking about as a rapper, Devin the Dude. But he's been out there for a long time making money. You don't need to know yep. who, who he is. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that when people when people look at um look at that and I see what's up, Mike? I see MW out there. Uh, yeah, I see I, yeah, no, I'm, I'm throwing up put, his comments. Shout out to, to Mike from MW Tactical. I'm not gonna put his uh because you know Mike's a buddy of mine, so I'm never mm-hmm. gonna reveal any of his personal information. But I don't think he would mind uh, me saying this. He's uh, a successful I, I, dude. I totally want to put right. his. Bi- can, can we put his business out there? Because every time he's I'm on the show, he's like, there. I don't want to. You know, I, I don't want to talk like about my. Them. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to talk know. about my personal stuff. No, I'm just teasing. <laughs> but it, it, you know, he's a successful dude. There are there are plenty of people I know that are very very successful. But I, I do uh, that the numbers might not be there, and then there are people that I know with a ton of numbers, man, that are empty. Like you know, like crap, right? Because they're exhausted. Um, and to your point. Um, people are also kind of, I think it's more, I think I'm not saying they're grown men that their feelings are hurt, but mm-hmm. I think it bothers everybody to a certain degree, no matter mm-hmm. what level you do this on, that people frown upon you. If they view that you are, are successful off of creating freedom style content. Mm-hmm. I also think that's a problem, but that's with the consumer base. Um, we don't have a problem 
paying for, you know, mm-hmm. if you're into sports, we don't have a problem paying for sporting tickets. Uh, we don't have a problem going to our favorite concert. Mm-hmm. We don't have a problem buying a favorite DVD. We don't have a problem with any of those things. Hell, some people pay just not to have commercials come across mm-hmm. their, uh, while they're enjoying their content, right? Mm-hmm. But we have a big problem, it seems, that when we, we have people that we view as becoming successful and we want to bark at them, and then when they stop doing it, you're like, what happened? It's kind of mm-hmm. like, what do you mean what happened? Like, I couldn't sustain this, right? Because what, in many situations, what you're putting people up against, like I tell people all the time, if you want to lose money, start creating content and you'll learn how to lose money real quick, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. If you want to continuously just gain money and have capital for yourself, don't get on YouTube. Don't get on Instagram and just grind behind the scenes and you'll make plenty of money. Yeah. Right? You don't have to go through those platforms to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when people are out there and they're traveling to these state capitals for us and they're mm-hmm. they're getting bombarded, I don't personally see anything wrong with um, supplying them with support. And it seems really arrogant when you say it about yourself. But I mm-hmm. just told people like it's like, hey, guys. You know, people are people are, are groping and complaining about the growth still. Like we got all these gun owners, but we don't mm-hmm. have many people that are still into the realm of freedom. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, cool. But what are you doing to support the people that are out there drawing those individuals in? Mm-hmm. Right. How many times have you do you support their Patreon? Mm-hmm. Do you put money in their GoFundMes? Hell, do you even go buy things from the yeah. companies that support them? Yeah. Do you share the something know, they do? Just share it. Just share, share the content. Like, share a thing. It's all yeah. kind of comment, you comment do, on yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we let, bark back at that stuff. So yeah. Let me um, get this. I, I think that there's a there's mm-hmm. a lot of room for improvement with the um, with the consumer base too. Just like us as content creators or speakers or motivator or advocates or whatever we are, mm-hmm. then there's always room for us to grow as well, right? So mm-hmm. there is a there's a unified effort. And I always tell people, I'll go back to like the David Hogg, right? One thing you got to give the anti-gunners is they put their money where their mouth is. Mm-hmm. And, and, and damn it, they will let you know that I disagree with you and I'm going to do anything it takes to have my way. They are throwing concerts and big rallies and they're paying people to come. And then if we say to Second Amendment community, like, hey, guys, I got to go to Washington, D.C. to fight for our rights. Hey, I would love if people would just, hey, yeah. donate 15 bucks just to help me get a plane <laughs> ticket up there or gas money. You're like, yeah. You're e-bagging. You're e-bagging, bro. Those those people yeah, on the bro. other side go start a riot, and when they're in prison, people bail them out. If me or you wind up in prison and be like, look at these two. Look at these two Negroes right here. I knew they were going to wind up in jail. <laughs> right? Yeah, like- I mean, it's crazy. It's cra- Listen, let me get this. Uh, let me get this in. Uh, Flying Rich gave us some money. So. Money, 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 money. Money. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, that's what we do. You give us some money, we'll we'll, we'll have uh, gorillas and guns uh, sing for you. Um, he says uh, he says Hank is MW and Katie going to IV eighty eight eighty eight and can I borrow the Tesla next weekend? Um, okay, so uh, so on the Tesla issue, no and hell no. You know, <laughs> but you know, I mean, I love you, Flying Rich. You know, we're boys and everything, but uh, no. That's not that's not going down like that. <laughs> if you want, if this if that is related to the gas thing going on, I don't, I don't know what to say. Yeah, I don't know what to say. I'm st- I'm gonna figure out how to get up there somehow, and I'm not I'm not uh, taking the Tesla up there. I'm taking the van. So everything's gonna be sorted out by then. Okay, this is my prediction. By the time it's time to do that, these things should be sorted out. Uh, particularly here in Florida, our gas is coming from the Gulf anyway. Um, and these things that are happening, unless it's deliberate from the administration, it could get sorted 
and uh, you know it is what it is, right? So that's that's my thing on that. Kevin, you're going to the event. Uh, yes, I will be in attendance at the Iraq Veterans Shoot. Yes. Yes, and you're not driving an electric car or anything like that, so far as I know. Nope, I'm driving a, a full size uh, GMC Yukon Denali. Well, not Did the full, not the XL. I don't like the XLs. <laughs> don't even get me started. Oh boy, <laughs> I think they're unnecessary. It's too much, too much, too much back there. You know, but no, I'm driving a big eight cylinder. That's too much booty. Back. There is such a thing as too much booty. Too much booty, man. Too much booty in the pants. Oh, <laughs> it don't need to be. I don't need yeah. all that extra in the back. Just give, yeah, me, yeah. give me, give me, just a enough booty. Just enough booty, just and I'm a, good. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a you know, just a slight curvature. Um, so, uh, Mike from MW, I don't think he's going. I think I saw something in the chat. I'm trying to keep up with it. But by the way, Mike from MW, he was uh, he was ragging on me in the chat. He says he doesn't wear vans. You know. And he, he, but he knows we're talking about actual vans, not, not, uh, not, uh, sneakers or whatever. So there you go. Listen, I do have to do another shout out. Let me do this also before I forgot. I'm going to try to scroll back here because way back in here in the chat, someone said that they got, uh, the Hank Strange lower, which is out. Let me see who is that. If you're, if you're the person that just, that got the Hank Strange lower, let me know. I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find where your comment is so you can make it again. Oh, here we go. Michael Avins. I'm going to throw this up. Big thanks to Michael Avins. He picked up a Hank Strange lower. You don't know what we're talking about, Kevin. I will actually roll this in right now so you can see it. There's limited amounts of these out. Um, they're actually put out from uh, Safety Harbor Firearms. So here you go. If you go to Safety Harbor Firearms, I think there's still some left. It's the Hank Strange lower. It has the uh, Blaster logo in it. You can get it from them. It's like 95 bucks. And if you get it, there's a bunch of... Uh, no, not really a bunch. I shouldn't say a bunch. We, we're sending out some swag. Actually, here. I'll, show, I'll share a picture with you guys. So, I, I think uh, Walter made limited quantities of these. But let me share these pictures with you guys that I took. I took a picture of what the one that I have. So, here we go. So this is on one side. It's going to say Safety Harbor on it right there. You know, there you go. This is one of the patches that's going to go out with it. So um, this is the, you know, Hell in the Handbasket patch. This is the other side with the Blaster logo right there, which I think looks great. This will look good when it's all painted and everything. And I think somewhere in here, I have the Blaster logo that I can show you guys. Here we go. This is what the blaster logo is supposed to look like. So there are there are limited uh, limited numbers of these out there, guys. So get up on that while you can before Walter sells them all out. Uh, I have a feeling Walter didn't a hundred percent believe that people would buy the Hank Strange lowers. But uh, if you get it, you get a you get a patch, you get a sticker that goes out with it. It's ninety five bucks, not bad, you know, and. Uh, yeah, and for and if anyone's wondering, I'm not getting any of that money. That's all for Safety Harbor Firearms, but they do help support this podcast. You know, uh, the main channel, Walter is helping out. He feeds me all the time when I go over there. So in some way, I'm going to probably, I'm going to, you know. When I go see Walter, man, yeah, all you know, I get the good food. You know, like when Walter. people come visit you, you don't put out the good food. You know, you know what I'm talking um, about. Well, when people come visit me, they, they hire chefs, Hank. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Wait, who um, hires I chefs? They hire chefs? 
<laughs> um, yeah, they hire chefs when I show up. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, I see Lola did. Lola asked about um, Gasser in Georgia. They people are acting like complete idiots. Mm-hmm. Complete, utter idiots. Mm-hmm. It is a shame when you have to tell people, "Hey, uh, stop putting gas in uh, trash bags." Um, mm-hmm. It is a shame when people are fighting at the gas pumps. It is an absolute shame. And you know what the biggest shame is? The biggest shame is that people aren't smart enough to realize that they are actually causing the problem. Mm-hmm. They're the ones, right? You, like you, it, it's the same. It's the it's the same exact thing that happened with the toilet paper. It's mm-hmm. the same thing. Yeah. It's the same thing. And people just never learn, man. It's, it's, I went out to get gas yesterday. I'm not empty, mm-hmm. empty on, on my vehicles, mm-hmm. but I went out yesterday just to get some gas. I wasn't even worried about it. I used to go get some gas and I see all the pumps are sold out. And then people are, uh, I saw one almost fight. It, it didn't break out into a fight. And two people in two sedans trying to get to the same gas pump and they started yelling and honking at each other and got out and started looking really aggressive at each other. They didn't do anything, but they were damn sure ready for conflict. And guess what, Ain't It was a damn diesel pump. <laughs> so they and they didn't have diesel vehicles? <laughs> no, they had two, you know, everyday common sedans. They're definitely oh. not a diesel vehicle. Mm. And I'm like, come on, man. Yeah. Like, just... You're creating the problem, people. Yeah, these are your neighbors. Come on, man. These are your neighbors. Like everyone, if there's an issue, if there's an issue, look, we we may have a Tesla, but but the rest of the cars are all, uh, you know, um, gasoline powered vehicles, right? And and like I'm saying, I'm here in the van. I'm in Gainesville. I got to drive in here. We, we've got to use this stuff. There's no need to fight. And also, if you don't need the gas, don't go get the gas. There's a lot of people out there just getting gas for no reason and coming with multiple containers and filling up. I did see like a gas station I stopped at today had a limit of 30 bucks and then you had to go Mm -hmm. in and all that. And they did it because they were like, hey, we want more people to get gas. But this is what you want. Like you want the person who's driving around there on empty to get gas. If you're full, don't go drive up there and full up. It's not like it's not the end of the world. You know what I'm saying? It's not the end of the world. Everything will be okay. Um, but I think we've just gotten to a crazy kind of like mentality now. It's like when there's a hurricane, which happens all the time in Florida, there's hurricanes and people go buy every damn thing. They buy construction stuff. You're not putting up any, you're not doing any construction in the hurricane. Why are people buying construction stuff? Do you see what I'm saying? It's not you don't go to the stores and just the water is sold out. People go buy things that are going to spoil when there's no electricity. Yep. Does that make sense? Yeah. And this, that and these, sense? Are the, yeah. these are some of the same people that say that if society collapses, I'm ready. No, you're not, bro. No, you're not. No. Yeah, absolutely not. Like panicking over over gas and toilet paper and. Like, and, and this is the part where the government says, see, we tell you that you, should, you just don't need to know certain things because you guys mm-hmm. are going to create more mm-hmm. of a problem than what it really is. And I never forget that somebody said something to me um, years ago that a person is smart, but people are, are stupid, right? Mm-hmm. Like a person, mm-hmm. you can you can normally uh, have a, a rational conversation with an individual, mm-hmm. but people, mm-hmm. man, they can they can really cause, uh, cause an issue. So yeah. I'm like, eh, you know. I think that I think that we just need to chill, take a deep breath. And I really like what you said, though. What you said is really profound. Remember, man, like that's your neighbor that's trying to get to work, too. Like, mm-hmm. be, be, have a heart. Yeah. Some people don't have a choice. Like, if, if it's me, 
if if I can't put gas in the vehicles, I'm gonna stay home. And if I can't, so if I can't do this show, I'm just gonna stay home. I'm just gonna tell everyone on social media, yo, can't go out. I'm staying home. <laughs> that's it. You know, that's about it. Um, but yes, there's people who don't have that option. If they don't go to work, they're they're in big trouble. They're gonna lose their job. They're not gonna make money or whatever it is. Just let those people get gas. <laughs> and go to yeah, work be, be kind to each other, man yeah if things be really get bad other. try to figure out if you could like hey can we carpool what can i you know what can you do just try to we got to roll with this none none of this stuff is end of the world stuff man i've seen so many things like there's life that the people live on an everyday basis that's way worse than this type of shit <laughs> that everyone yeah, gets crazy it. over oh yeah right now that's that's for reals over there, man. I mean, it, Israel is always uh, a, a real situation that's going on there. They're always on the edge um, for lots of different reasons, right? It's the Holy Land. I was telling Lola that, you know, with the Israel thing, it's the Holy Land. Um, this has been a problem my entire life. You know, it's been a problem since the end of World War Two. <laughs> it it's been a problem before that, that. That's how we got, you know, one of the things that was World War Two really got crazy about but i remember at the end of world war ii guyana where i was born was one of the places that they suggested um that jews can settle as as you know as a jewish nation they were trying to put together um this whole thing but every but obviously they wanted to be in the holy land which i understand but guess what the the three major religions that we have on our planet <laughs> are centered in the holy land this is why, surprise, surprise, it's called the Holy Land, right? Yeah. Chris, Christianity, Judaism, and uh, Islam are pretty much of, like, if not the same religion, very close, man. There's a There was a time when these religions almost merged or whatever, and unfortunately, you know, everyone's fighting over the, the same place, and this is kind of like what comes out of that, right? If we can't, you know, if, if a place is so important to us all, we should be able to share it because when we start pushing and shoving, the pushing and shoving turns into punching and stabbing, which turns into rockets getting launched. Yeah, yeah I think it's, it's really, really, really unfortunate. Yeah. Um, I see Lola asked a question. Uh, yeah. Can I answer it? Sure. Let me see. What question uh, was how that? Is, yeah. Mm -hmm. How is ammo going for the train to learn event? Oh, um, yeah. The only thing okay. we we only way I've been able to, you know, let, the first year was great. We had an ammo sponsor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yay. Ammo oh. is a little different world nowadays. Good right? times, good um, times, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good. The, the good old days. Right? Oh, do you remember those um, days? You could make like a ammo. Man. If you made an ammo necklace, I was thinking about this today. You made an ammo necklace right now with some like nine millimeter around your neck. You might get robbed. Yeah, you you're gonna get somebody's gonna <laughs> slash that. <laughs> but we've I've, I've just, I just I just lowered the round count for everybody. Um, I, the instructors are. Are going to use just 50 rounds in every uh every instructional class okay um and then so we we have people going with 200 rounds of mandatory ammo for the event and after that uh we're just encouraging them to bring enough ammo to create content with their fellow creators mm -hmm. um so i would say at maximum you'll need you know 500 rounds of ammo total between rifle and a uh, pistol mm -hmm. um and anything above that and beyond that is definitely up to your discretion but uh, train to learn and the organizers are very sensitive to the ammo crunch. So we wanted the instructors to modify their their portions of teaching to accommodate uh, that crunch. So um, 
you'll 200 rounds to get you through the classes and then bring a few, you know, a couple hundred extra rounds, not a few hundred extra rounds, just where you can create content with your fellow uh, content creators. That's it. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Let me get to this super chat from uh, Armin and Axis. Money, 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 money. And he gets, <laughs> he gets, he gets the applause because, because I missed it. He says, um, it says, hold on, let's see if we can read this here. Um, okay, so this is from Armin and Axis. He says he won't crash the Tesla, Hank. It doesn't have wings. And shout out to uh, to Flying Rich. Okay. Uh, I don't know why you guys are asking me about the Tesla. Ask Lola. Like I always, this this is like almost what I have to deal with with my with my two sons. <laughs> why do I have to be the bad guy and say no? <laughs> no. What about a friendly carjacking though? A friendly? What the hell is a friendly like, carjacking? So what, what am I saying? So what if Flying Rich just uh -huh. came up to you? And it's like, Hank, hey, uh, I'm jacking you for your car. You know, no need to call the police. I'll have it back. It's a friendly car jacking. He gets in, he drives off. He brings it back in a few days, fully charged up. No police report needs to be filed. You know, nobody got hurt. It's a friendly car jacking. A friendly car jacking. Uh-huh. You, are you aware of how um, Flying Rich drives at all? Have you ever been in a car no. with this dude? Yeah. Um, no. So let me just tell you, so Richard Maunder is out there. I don't know if you know who Richard Maunder is. He's the dude that's in England. He's like a British guy, yep. but he's like a hardcore, he's like a two-way dude. Oh, yeah. I know yeah. Rich very well. He's a good dude. Yeah. So let me just tell you a little story, Kevin Dixie. <laughs> so Richard Maunder came to Florida to visit. He came to visit me. He hung out with, with Flying Rich also, right? Flying Rich picks him up and takes him somewhere. Like we, I think I picked him up from the airport, and he and he was staying in a hotel here. We were hanging out. We were doing stuff. Flying Rich comes to get him to get him and takes him somewhere in his car. Next time I saw Richard Maunder, he was like, "I'm," he's like, "This dude is crazy." Okay, I'm not getting in a car with him. He was scared out of his mind. <laughs> Okay, he was. I think. I think Flying Rich. By the way, flying. We call him Flying Rich because he flies planes. Uh, he has crashed twice. One of his crashes oh. in New York City shut down the stock market for really? some period of time. Yeah, this is a batshit crazy dude. He's my dude. Okay, like Lola says, I attract crazy people. He's my dude, but you don't want to lend him a plane. Or you don't want to let him drive your car. Okay? He scared the living crap out of uh, of Richard Maunder, man. That guy was like, oh, no. I'm not getting in the car with him again, Hank. No. No, thank you. <laughs> this is... I think he... I think he, like, ripped off the skirting of his car. Of his own car, how fast he was driving. If he's out there, he could tell the story. I'm not making it up. No. Wow. No. Uh, yeah. 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 Thank you. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, I don't need to answer to Lola because you know one of my boys friendly carjacked me, you know, <laughs> and uh, he says he, he says he dipped the stock market. Uh, Kevin Dixie, when did you dip the stock market again? You remember that time you made the stock market go down temporarily? I don't think the, I don't think the stock market <laughs> even knows who I am. No, I've never impacted it. Yeah, Lola says that Richard was scared for his life. He told Lola he was like, "Oh, it was crazy," you know. This is how he drives like a maniac. So you think I should give a Tesla to a maniac and let him drive around? I'm just saying if it was a friendly carjacking, you know, you got insurance no. on the thing, right? Not after, not after he does something crazy to it. 
Oh, well, yeah. you know, I'm just trying to help. I was trying to help, man. I, yeah. I try to help. So yeah. I'm sorry that I, I couldn't Listen, be of assistance. But Flying Rich says, I hit a hunk of tire in the road. If you weren't doing like 120, 30 miles per hour or whatever you were doing that scared the living... When another dude tells another dude how this dude was driving him and it was too fast, you know that's a thing, right? Well, yeah, and I see the MW just commented when I was in, yeah. with him in South Carolina. His <laughs> driving is questionable as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Right? <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. This is, I'm just, you ever, you ever uh, like pray to a seatbelt? <laughs> like, please, uh, I hope, please work yeah. today. If you never, oh, Lord. <laughs> if you never work again, yeah. Lord, please, please help me if something bad happens. Yeah, yeah, that happened to me one time with my brother. I uh, hadn't seen my brother in a while, and I went to New York City, and he was driving around from traffic light to traffic light like a freaking maniac. And when we got where we were going, I was like, you know what? I don't need you to drive me anywhere anymore. <laughs> I was like, no thanks, yeah. man. Nah, nah. When you when a, when a guy gets scared, if I get in your car and I get scared, because you if, if when you have people in your car, like we all drive fast, but when so we're dudes, we drive fast. If I get in your car and you drove so fast you scared me, there's a problem. <laughs> it's a you serious know, my, problem. My fast, the fastest car I have um, does have a little pep in his step. And oh, by um, the way, he says he's. He says he took a dr offensive driving course. He's qualified to drive the president. Okay. No, okay. I don't know what that. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's that's from uh, MW okay. Tactical. That's from MW. Go ahead. Go ahead. What are you going to say? All right. Well, whatever. You know, I ain't I ain't the damn president. So scared shit out of me. Uh, yeah. I'm also not. In a, I don't know how much the beast weighs. Uh, hey, go drive for Biden. We need him to be a little scared. Go do that. Unless you're a black man, you're really scared of crap out of him driving. Yeah, um, Biden, yeah, Biden, Biden will resign, and Kamala will be president <laughs> after MW. Maybe that's maybe that's the answer to some of the problems. Just have Mike drive him around. Oh, you mean straighten him out, straighten out Biden? Yeah, drive him around, toss him around the back a little bit. Nothing to hurt him. No, you know, just no, no, no. Take him no. up a little bit. No, um, I think that. Um, uh, did, you know, Mr. Greg made a comment here like, mm -hmm. hey, your son's going to be driving at Denali. Let me make something very clear. I know there are plenty <laughs> of people out there with teenage kids or kids that are even growing outside the house yet. Yeah. Um, my son, we flip cars a lot. Like, I've owned over 50 cars. I like mm -hmm. I like cars. Mm -hmm. um, and he has looked at my Lincoln, and he's looked at my Denali with this grimacing look in his face. Like, I'm only one year away. Right. <laughs> and I told him under no uncertain terms, is he ever touching my truck? Nope. And not because Denali's are the fastest things in the world, but I mean, it does have a 6.2 liter engine in it. And mm -hmm. if you get it moving, it'll, oh, it'll, yeah. it'll go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It'll, it'll yeah. move. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know. And like, it's got leather and no, I just don't know. I don't want him touching it. My mm. other car, that Lincoln is too damn fast. It's no way a kid is going to behave himself in that car. He was like, that could be my first car. I'm like, no. His grandma says she's going to give him a Dodge Journey, and I think that's perfect. <laughs> yeah, right? like, exactly. Yeah, yes. you drive this little Dodge <laughs> Journey because you are not getting it. Because I remember having um, one. I have. I've always had two cars, right? Mm -hmm. So even when I was sixteen, I had two cars, mm -hmm. and one of them was a Beretta, a Chevy Beretta. You remember those? Yes, I do remember those. It had like a little Man. shark fin kind of, like a little yeah. like wing, like a built-in wing kind of thing in the back. Those were those were the the bomb in the days. Oh, yeah, especially if you had yeah. one with the kid on it. Ooh, baby. Yeah. You know, mine was red. And to me, at 16, that was a really, really fast car. I had yeah. that in the Plymouth Champion, uh, mm -hmm. which was like a Dodge Omni, and it wasn't fast at all. And it was a manual. Mm 
mm-hmm. and then I had the Beretta. And mm-hmm. I used to think that was the fastest thing in the world, right? So every time I got a chance, I went fast. If you mm-hmm. give a kid a fast car, they are not going to go slow. Yeah, but who's paid, who paid for your insurance? Who's paying for it? Was your Were you on your mom's insurance? No, no I paid for my own. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. Yeah. Yeah. I paid for my own stuff. Yeah, your um, kid's going to be, your insurance, the day, because none of your kids started driving yet, right? No, not yet. He's a, he's a year away. Okay, but what is it? There's a certain age that they hit that age, like, and I think it's coming soon for you. They're going to put you, put, put them on the insurance. That happened yeah. here in Florida. Yeah. 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 My yeah. insurance my insurance is pretty high right now because of my sons. I mean, Lola and I, we're old ass people, so we're not supposed to be paying this kind of insurance. But when you have like a, a twenty a twenty one year old, a twenty two year old on your insurance, it goes up. You know? So yeah, they're not you know, his his first car needs to be a hoopty. You know, he needs to suffer yeah. a little bit, you know. You can let I'm him, you can let him drive actually... it when you're in there, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> You know the way that I'm gonna the way that I'm gonna play this thing mm-hmm. is that because he has these these two loving sets of grandparents. Mm-hmm. The way since one set is giving him a car, that's what they mm-hmm. promised him. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell the other set that they need to pay the insurance. Oh, okay. Like, hey, you know, like you got away with it, right? They're giving him a whole car. This is your plan. <laughs> this is my plan. So you should pay the insurance. That's only fair. Okay, let me know how that goes. I want to know if that hey, works out. I'm for pretty you. persuasive. Okay. I'm like, this is the thing because you don't want the kid not driving, do you? Like, <laughs> you don't, you don't want that, right? So somebody right. needs to to absorb these costs. They bought the mm-hmm. car, you pay the insurance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I can't wait until. Yeah, yeah that's pretty. I mean, look, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. You know, I'm paying for my kids' cars. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's not fun. No, it's not don't a fun wanna... deal. It's not a fun deal. My son hit me. He hit me with um with a statement two weeks ago. He doesn't mm-hmm. understand how bad this statement is going to plague him. Mm-hmm. This very wise, very passionate kid comes to me and says, "Dad, you know what? I think that people really should buy their own stuff." And I'm like, mm-hmm. "What makes you say that?" Mm-hmm. He's like, "Because when you think about it, you will take care of stuff that if I go spend my money, and this has been a lesson I've been teaching him, you know, all his young life. Mm-hmm. If I go spend my money on something, I'm going to take much better care of it than if somebody else spent it because they don't see the value in it. And I know what he was trying to do is like share this epiphany with me. And I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. He's trying to impress you. Thanks, he's, kid. Yeah. He's, uh, yeah. <laughs> you think you're working uh-huh. him. He's working I'll you like, while you're working him. <laughs> I'm working him. I'll be like, hey, remember yeah. what you said to me? Um, you know, March 30th of 2021, mm-hmm. you're like, what'd I say? Like, yeah, you said this thing. So yeah. I need you to go out there and, uh, and buy this stuff. You know, I, God, man, I, least, I do not. I, at I, least I make him get a job. My kids yeah, it's scary. It's scary. I mean, you know, if you, if, like, I know the kind of dad that you are, you know, he's going to get lots of instruction and stuff like that. Um, and my kids have turned out to be pretty good drivers. But, um, like the other day I had to, you know, they're both in college. So we're trying to like help them out and all that kind of stuff. But the other day I was like, nah, man, all these jobs out there, you people need to go get jobs. All these jobs that other people don't want to get, you guys go get jobs, you know, so you can help pay for something around here. So they got the jobs. They've been paid. I'm not sure. Cause Lola's and oh, here's my instructions. I said, get jobs, get money, give money to your mom. That's what I want to know. But you know. Uh, I don't really know what's going on. I'm the bad guy in our family. I'm the guy who has to like, you know, everyone has to love Lola 
and then I have to be the bad guy and come in like, okay, so where's the money now? You know, how much money is getting given up? And then whenever they go into work, they're always mad. (laughs) (laughs) And it just makes me laugh. I'm like, you're mad? Really? (laughs) You know, they have like little, they're in college. So, you know, you're limited on what you can make and all that kind of stuff. You're going to work for a couple of hours. Like I'm working from the time I get up until the time I go to sleep. You know what I'm saying? Am I am I supposed to feel some kind of sorry for you? <laughs> I, yeah. I, yeah, I'm not to going them. to. Yeah, I'm not going to though. Yeah. You know, no, so screw that. I'm not. Nope, yeah. not doing it. Yeah. And I agree with you. I agree with you a hundred percent. And I know I'm gonna be having the same fight. You're yeah. gonna go to mama like yeah. Mama, and I'm gonna be like, Shit. and my yeah. and, and, and uh, my baby girl, the cuteness. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's now, and her nine year old say she came to me and said, um, "Dad, I made up my mind what I want my car to be." I'm like, "Why are we talking about why cars? she? Yeah, why is she in this equation? <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, I'm like, why are we discussing cars? And she, she was like, "Well, you went out and bought a truck, and you bought it cash. So I think that you should buy me a Corvette or a Mustang." cash and i'll be sure to tell you what color to buy like, okay yeah, wow. yeah you're gonna no, have problems child. kevin you're gonna have problems this yeah, is this like, is the cuteness no. i think craig craig is uh is talking mr craig t is talking about it he said hold up d's getting a journey what's the princess getting come on now yeah i feel like i feel like when she comes around to that time this is my prediction when the when when it comes around time for her to drive, I have a feeling she'll be getting a Mustang or a Corvette. No, well, no, no. What she'll be getting, <laughs> what she'll be getting is her mom's her mom's little SUV. That's what she'll be getting. Oh, okay. Because my I don't know what's going on with my family and cars right now, but mm-hmm. my wife comes to me and says, "Now she is a very low maintenance woman when it comes to cars." She came to mm-hmm. me when I bought her this last vehicle. She said, "Babe, all I want." She blew up her. Uh, she had a little Cavalier. Um, and she blew up the engine because she she failed to tell me that the the heat sign kept coming on. She was like, I don't know what the light was on. Kept, what was it like? Extra lighting, extra cabin lighting. Yeah. What was that? And and she blew up. You know, she was running. The car didn't have any damn antifreeze in it. And she locked the engine. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right. She said, Well, okay, babe. All I want is Bluetooth and sunroof. She's like, I want a sunroof. I never had a car with a sunroof. And I want Bluetooth before I could talk on the phone. And she's a really safe driver. She like, so I want to be safe while I'm driving. So mm-hmm. I bought her a vehicle that, you know, had those amenities in it. Um, and, and so she's been very, very low. It's a nice truck. She's got a really nice SUV. But mm-hmm. then she comes to me and says, hey, I think I don't and, know. What it uh, is about and, and the cuteness is getting it. The cuteness is getting it. No, that shouldn't work like that. that what do you mean? That shouldn't work like that. I mean, by the time your son's the hoopty gets really old, it should go to her, and then he should get that nice SUV. How about that? Yeah, but the reason that she's in a position to possibly get her mom's truck, and, and that's a good good point as long as he's going to like buy his own car. But the, mm-hmm. the, the, the reason she'll probably get it is because the wife comes to me and says, I made up my mind about what I want my new vehicle to be. And I'm like, okay, now we're a couple of years from buying it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm thinking, you know, some, you know, nice SUV, you know, something remarkable, something reasonable, I mean. And she, out of her mouth, says to me that, yep, I want a (laughs) G-Wag. Wow. Wow. Where did you come up with that? Those things are so expensive. She saw one in an airport rental car lot, like I think it was at uh, Hertz. It's Atlanta, man. And she was like, I walked into it, 
Yeah, and I got into it and I needed a G Wagon. I said, baby, do you have yeah. any idea how much? A, do you have any idea the maintenance on that thing? And B, do you have any idea how much the thing costs? They're and she was like, no. I was like, it's, it's like $133,000 for a nice one that you're going to want. And she looks back at me and says, your point. Like, oh, no. Oh. So she's a housewife of Atlanta now, although she's not a housewife, obviously. Yeah. No, she's not. She works really, really hard. She works. Yeah. She works from six in the morning to ten o'clock at night. She works hard, and yeah. she's like, "Yeah, want a G wagon?" And I'm like, "But I want a house." And she's like, "You yeah. can have your house, and I'm going to have my G wagon." I'm like, "Jesus yeah. Christ!" Yeah, Greg T okay. says, "Hank, have you seen the I want Applebee's video? She gets whatever car she wants." Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. She fought me. She fought. It was Chili's. Um, yeah. Caitlin, Caitlin literally, and that was not a stage video. I had mm -hmm. to start recording it because the child was attacking me outside of Home Depot. Right? We go into Home Depot, we come Wait, out. Wait, hold on a second. The she, cuteness? The cuteness, yeah. Like, she's like six, six or seven or eight at the time. And she's like, uh, Dad, I want to go to Chili's. And I'm like, sweetheart, just get in the car. We have to go get, we have to go hook up with the rest of the family, see what they want to do or whatever we were talking about. And I go to open her door mm -hmm. and she punches me. I'm like, why are you hitting me? She's like, because I told you I want to go to Chili's. I'm like, we don't use violence oh to solve problems. She was like, well, you said violence is not always the answer, but it's the answer today. And she started hitting me. Oh, oh no. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and so, you, you got, know, I, I she, guess what? I, I, guess what? She introduced you to the truth. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she wound up going to Chili's yeah. too. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. She's, she's, she's wow. definitely um, a angry child and, what she wants. I don't know, man. Yeah, dude, you got a daughter, man. You got a daughter. You just don't understand what 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 is gonna happen to your life in those days. Okay, it's, I, it's, I can understand. Yeah, you're gonna need medication. Right. Be, you're gonna need medication. So when I when I when I launch a GoFundMe, like just help me survive, will be the title of the GoFundMe. Kevin, you listen. I'm gonna explain something to you. You're just gonna be happy that she's not dating or something. Okay, this is this is what oh, I'm no, we're not to. doing that. This is what I'm trying to explain no, to you. Doing. You're going to have all kinds no. of happiness because you're going to be like, you know what? I'm going to try to make my daughter look like too high post. <laughs> you know? You know what? It's going to be, um, be, um, be bad for you. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. I'm going to actually, you know what? I want her to. Uh, to, to come yeah. Here. Um, yeah, I, parenting is, um, you know, it's easy. not easy. And you know what, man? I kind of, I kind of look at it uh, as a gift and a curse, right? Because you know, you mm -hmm. always want your kids to be in a better position than you mm -hmm. were, right? You know, mm -hmm. no matter how great your life was or how bad it was, you want your mm -hmm. kids to be set up better, right? And I remember, you know, coming up the way I came up, and we always looked at the suburban kids as, you know, having life easy, you know, ignoring mm -hmm. whatever their their struggles might be. Right. And I'm, I'm happy for the fact that I was able to provide my kids a nice, stable life. And, you know, they're 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 well taken care of. And then you look at the consequences of that and you're like, yeah, most kids are like, park me something outside with four wheels and I'm good mm -hmm. to go. Yeah. And my kids are like, yeah, I want your Denali truck and I want a Corvette. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a as a car guy. By the way, I see everyone's throwing up their cars. So I'm going to ask you after this, like, what was your first car? Everyone's throwing up their first car as a car guy. It's a good thing for your kids. Like when my kids started driving, I asked them what car they wanted because I wanted like I was thinking, oh, my son's going to say he wants something like real expensive. I'm going to take him to the dealership and I'm going to say, look at this. This is awesome. Now you got to work. I was going to do I was going to do the whole freaking Cosby show thing with him. He was like, I don't care. 
That's what they both told me. Mm. And they and they they genuinely for a long time didn't care. And then recently now they're starting that flying rich nonsense. Like, oh, so um, can I drive your R eight? I'm like, no, that thing's gonna stay exactly where it is. I've let them drive it. You know, if I'm there, they could drive it or whatever. But no, you have to have goals that you that you want to reach to, right? Things you have to work hard to get there. So for me, um, nah, man, they, you know, there's got to be a little bit, a little bit of suffering. But at the same time, we work so hard and we do all these things to uh, make life better for our kids. As long as they're good kids, you know. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff is okay as long as these are good kids that you can rely on and they're not getting into trouble all the time. So, um, what was my, your uh, what was your first my car? First car my first car was a, a Dodge Omni. So it's like a, a um, uh, not a Dodge Omni, a Plymouth Champion, which is like the version of Dodge Omni. Yeah, let me see what the Plymouth Champion things. was. Okay, I gotta look yeah. that up now. Plymouth Champion. Yeah, look at Plymouth Champion. Um, I had that was my first car. And it was funny because I've been driving since I was fifteen. Even though we were we were in the ghetto, my mom um, she um, she came across this car for a hell of a deal, and it was a manual. I learned how to drive in a stick shift, which uh, I saw somebody else commented that I'm a big fan of kids knowing how to drive manual. Uh, oh wait, uh, transmission on. cars. Oh, this is no, no. This is your first car. Yeah, man. Yeah, my <laughs> first car. Oh, okay. there it is, baby. That was my first whip. What? Yeah, son. It's kind of my it's, first car. It's kind of nostalgic looking back on it. It's kind of nostalgic. Yeah, man. Hey, and you yeah. know what I did to it? And look, the funny thing is, that was literally the exact car. Same <laughs> oh, color. Oh, this is the same color? Oh, um, cool. Yep, same color. So mm-hmm. what I did was, come here real quick, baby. Uh, I want, I want uh, I'm speaking of cuteness, come here for a second. Um, can you please say hi to Hank? Hi. Hey, how's it going? Can you, can, can you please share with, uh, as you call them, my phone friends, can you please share with my phone friends what you are, uh, you keep telling daddy he needs to stop being to you? <laughs> overprotective. Overprotective. Oh, boy. And why do you think I'm overprotective? Because you never let me meet, like, anyone. Like, that's, that's like a boy or something. You're like, no. Oh, no, so no, no, no. No, 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 no. See? You see what I'm saying? That's too much. She's getting some she's getting some bass in her voice now. Uh oh. She's getting older. When I get to meet like a boy or something, it's like on the first day of school or something like that. Like I like like anything else like besides school, like I'm not allowed to like meet anyone. Um, yes, your daddy is a wise man. and he's right. You need to go with that. Awkward though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kevin, you're in trouble, man. That's all I can say. How am I awkward, baby? <laughs> you're awkward, overprotective, and weird. I'm and awkward, overprotective, and, and weird. And you think and you think you got swag, but you really don't. I do have swag. No, you don't. I do have swag. Have you seen your shoes? Have you seen my shoes? Uh, yes. And, and uh, why, tell the people why I'm not swag. What is the one thing I'm missing out of my wardrobe when you say I'm not swag? <laughs> First of all, ripped jeans. So I have to have ripped jeans. Yes, in the times right now. Why would I pay good money for jeans with holes in them? Oh my god! <laughs> oh, Kevin, you you are doomed, Kevin. <laughs> and, and, and what is this car that I'm? What are the two cars you say that I have to buy you? Uh, I want a Mustang or a Corvette. And I have to buy it. I said, "Whoa, no, you heard me wrong." I said that I'm gonna save up for it. Oh, so you're going to buy it now? Yes. 
All right, so when you turn 16, you're going to buy your own Corvette or your own Mustang. Yes. Well, first of all, we don't drive Mustangs in this household. Okay. All right, so you, you could probably do a Corvette. All right? But you're going to buy it. Mm -hmm. So I don't have to buy it. Yeah. I don't have to pay insurance on it or anything. No. You're going to take care of all that your own. Yeah. I really appreciate the growth in your mentality. I literally just said that like like, like two seconds ago. Oh, so you just made up your mind. No, I, I said it two seconds ago, but I like Actually, the last time we went to Starbucks, that's when I said it. You just misheard me, probably. I misheard you? Okay, yes. that's cool. I'm glad that I did. I'm glad that I did. Why so, would you be glad that you misheard somebody? Because I don't want to pay for the car. What? You see all, what I deal with? All, do, you, do, you, do you guys all okay. see Kevin, what I deal with? Kevin Dixie, you, sir... I thought I thought you had a couple more years. You are actually <laughs> you on the path of destruction already. <laughs> it's over for you, man. That's all I can say. It's over. It was good knowing you. It was good knowing you. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to tell the people that I'm bad at? Uh, first of all, you're bad at shopping. I'm bad at shopping for what? Like clothes, like shoes, and all that stuff. Um, so I have no swag. I'm bad at shopping. Bad I'm awkward, awkward, weird, weird, and overprotective. Overprotective. Yeah. But let me ask you okay. this though. Let me ask you this though. Who's the best dad in the world? Who's the best dad in the world? God. Oh, so oh. now you're gonna shake. <laughs> oh so wow! Wow! <laughs> God, God is our heavenly Father. We are a Christian household. That is very true. But what about the people walking the earth? Uh. Okay, it's you, but like still, I don't have any other dad. Oh, well, that's so, true. So there's it's, no it's, such thing as like a favorite dad if you don't have more than one dad. Are you mm. trying to use logic and reason against me? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, I don't know what to tell you, man. <laughs> Bye, girl. Get off. You, you are in so much trouble. <laughs> I actually <laughs> underestimated the level of destruction that awaits you. I, I would have to recalculate that right now. Um. Oh boy, uh, Kevin Dixie. I told you. I told you. Um, pray for me, man. I told you. I think that you need to get some kind of castle with a moat <laughs> and a portcullis and all of that. <laughs> you know, I, you definitely don't have enough guns. <laughs> oh, and speaking of that, which I didn't ask her about, but she told me when it came to guns, right? She said, mm -hmm. um, um, "When I bring my first boyfriend home, no showing of the guns." And I was like, um, no. "No." No, I'm sorry. Yeah, it, 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 it said no. I'm going to. Why? Why not? Because you don't need to be intimidating my friends. Nobody's going to date me if you scare them with guns. I'm like, hmm. Okay. Okay. Did, oh, when her first boyfriend is going to be like uh, a scene from uh, from Bad Boys. It's going to be Bad Boys too. That's how. That's yeah, gonna it's going to be pretty bad. It's going to be yeah. pretty bad. Yeah, right. you're going to have to actually right. arrange something real super scary. You might have to like have a whole event built around that. So that like everyone knows, because I'm. Uh, let me tell you something. Um, in the last, I don't know when's the last time that I saw her come on here, but uh, yeah, you're you're you you've got some problems now. You got some problems. Yeah, normally now. she comes on and she's just waving and hi and bashful and yeah. something happened. No, no, those and days. Something... Yeah, Lola says I will be praying for you, Katie. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. Because it's, 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 oh, it's, um, man. Oh, man. And she's awesome. She's awesome, man. So that's the thing. That's why you trapped, Kevin. You trapped. That's a trap. It's over now. I can't believe this girl. I, I'm still shocked when she told me that I'm, I'm too overprotective. And then when I said, well, what am I supposed to do? 
Let me live. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's just right now. That's just right now. It's it's all it's actually still all good, but she's already got uh the game down. So if her game develops, which it's gonna develop exponentially in terms of, you know, <laughs> in terms of like whatever you're gonna try to do, she's already gonna be prepared for it, man. Yeah, she is Yeah. I I just You oh, might wanna you might wanna buy you, you might wanna I, buy an island. Are there any islands in Georgia? Can you buy islands in Georgia? Uh, not one that I can afford. Um yeah, but so. you know the crazy thing is too, you know how they always say watch what you say around your kids because they, they watch you and they She is a very, very good, a little bit more than I expected at logic and reason. Like she will sit down and have a logical con- and use the word logic against me. That's why mm-hmm. I said so you're gonna use logic and reason against me. She sat mm-hmm. down one day to negotiate with me why she should have a certain bedtime. So she actually sat down. She's like, we need to talk. And I think that I need to have an extension of my bedtime. I said, okay, why do you feel that way? She's like, well, my grades don't go down. If I'm, if I'm up, my grades don't go down because I used to stay up later, which she did. My grades didn't suffer. I have plenty of energy and I'm still available for the family. So you restricted <laughs> me because this is what she's saying to me. You restricted me because you thought that I needed more sleep because I went to a different grade. I think that I've proven that I can stay up later and still perform. So we need to have a discussion about this bedtime because you're not using logic and reason. Mm. So, so, she got ask, extra half an hour. so how old was she when she when you had this conversation? Eight. Okay, so when your son was eight, and I'm making a point here, you know, was he having conversations like like this with you? No, he just went to sleep when he was told to. Exactly. Yeah, you, <laughs> uh, women, girls, however you want to put it, they are more mature than men, and you, sir, have major, major, like you, you know, I mean, it. I, you know, it was good knowing you, Kev. You're a good dude, man. You know, it was, it's enjoyable hanging out with you from time to time. You know, <laughs> this was all good while it lasted, buddy. Because <laughs> I could just tell, like when she came on and she had some bass, I was like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. And she yeah. had very see how well. She was in here just yeah. ringing me. She's yeah, like, I'll tell yeah. everybody. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, this is yeah. uh you've passed that zone. There is a zone. Like I remember with my with my kids, there was a zone, but because they were boys, that zone lasted longer. It it was like the zone where I was the super dad and all that kind of stuff and awesome or whatever. It lasted longer because boys. I mean, you know, let's be honest. We're dudes. Dudes are dumb as rocks. <laughs> you know. Yeah, many situations. Just, yeah, that's just the way that it goes. <laughs> but uh it's too late. She's already figured out the universe. So, um, you know, <laughs> I don't know, man. I it's going to come really back to harm me. And you yeah. know what else she told me one day? And I forget what we were talking about. But this child comes to me and it, this was recently, too. And she comes mm-hmm. to me and she says something. And I disagree with her. And she 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 said, because we allow our children to share their mm-hmm. opinions. Right. We allow them to have a voice. Mm hmm. Um, they understand that they have to be respectful, but they are allowed to have a voice. And she, whatever we were talking about, me and the family are sitting there and she walks away and says, and that's hashtag the truth. 
<laughs> I was like, did this, did this child just use my thing against me? Yeah. And she walked away. She like yeah. dropped the mic and walked away. Yeah. Your okay. your best your best strategy right now, just start saving. That's what I say. You're gonna pretty you know, just save a lot of money, man. I don't know, uh start working another job right now, a third job. Because I know you got like two two different gigs going on right now, at least. Uh I say add some okay. more gigs in there, you know. Um you know. It, it it was good. Listen, you, you lived you lived a long life, Kevin. You know <laughs> you were able to do a lot of things. Now you just have to resign yourself to doom. That's it. <laughs> you know, you you are dad who's not really actually cool anymore, <laughs> which is crazy. <laughs> she remind and, and you know what the shoes she's not look man. I just bought I bought a couple of um. Uh, Russell yeah. Wilson's, a couple of uh, Kyrie's. I got a couple of brand new LeBron's. I've been on this shoe kick lately, right? Mm -hmm. um, I got a couple of, um, I got the KD7s. I'm about to get the KD14s. I got the Allison Iverson classic joints. I got like the, oh uh, like goodness about gracious. 12 new pair of okay. shoes, right? Okay. And Are you wearing these this shoes? This is my treat to myself. Oh, so like a, you just collect them, right? You don't. Yeah, Are I'm starting to collect okay. them. And I wanted to switch it up, right? Mm -hmm. uh, I wanted to be able to simplify my outfits, amplify the shoes type of thing, right? So I don't have to buy, cool. you know, I can buy wear a nice T-shirt, a nice pair of jeans, or some nice uh, sweats, and bam. The Something's shoes got to go along with the together. hats. People, if you have, if you guys haven't seen Kevin, like, at night, you know, after hours, Kevin. But, but that's all over. After hours, Kevin is done. The shoes are done. You might as well just put those on auction right now. You know, no, put that man, I like the that's after over. hour kill, man. It's I over, like Kevin. It's over. No, it's, no, no, it's over. It's over. But is she, yeah. I'm, I was looking at my shoes the other day and I'm like, oh, yeah, these. She walks up and I'm like, and I was I was opening them out the Nike box, right? I designed my own. You can do on Nike.com. So mm -hmm. I designed my own and got them out the box. And I'm like, I'm smiling as I'm pulling them out the box, right? I'm looking at them. I'm like, yeah, you think oh, you're yeah, fresh. Nice. You think these you're fresh. Nice. <laughs> yeah, like these are nice. And she looks at me and was like, you are old and outdated. Those are not <laughs> nice. Like just deflates me, man. Just <laughs> like Jesus Christ. But yeah, that's um, yeah. Just, and just my son yourself because he'll he'll still coastline with it. Yeah, just get yourself. Um, here's what you do: two pairs of dad jeans. You know, uh, one no, one pair of sneakers and uh, the same shirt. Just that's just how you go. You got you just have to have the same shirt. You might be yeah. able to switch up the jeans. You know, and you get like a shirt for every week, you know, and you got to let go of those things, man. That part of your life, you just have to learn how to accept it, that it's over now. It's over. You're going to be. <laughs> you know what? You sound, worse than, you sound worse than my son because mm -hmm. he joined in on the shoe ragging. Mm -hmm. And you know what this little dude said to me? Mm -hmm. What he said to me? He said, why don't you just accept the fact that you need to start buying New Balance? It's like, <laughs> Yeah, this is, you know, look, man, you raised them. There's a price that you pay for raising <laughs> your kids. <laughs> you know, it's a good thing. It's commendable. I'm not knocking it, but there's a price that you pay, man, because eventually they just don't. They, they, re they figure you out. They realize you're not that cool. But, you know, those days are over. You are getting ready to go into grandpa mode. One day they're going to tell you, listen, you are just a grandpa. OK, what you're supposed to do is just. Sit around here and be nice to babies. <laughs> uh, 
Sean, uh, Sean Norgriff, I, I listen, I hope that's a long way away. He says, yo, Katie, yesterday I had a baby. Today she's having a baby. We are old. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. 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 Sean, I feel you on that. Yeah. Um, I hope my news. kids, I hope my kids don't have any kids soon. And I've got boys. And I'm like, yo, you guys don't need any kids anytime soon. I want to have grandkids and everything. I just did. But, you know, I want them to get college degrees. And this is why I'm saying to you, Kevin, you, these kids are getting older. They are getting older. This, that girl just now who sat on your lap is going to some ridiculously expensive school in the future, sir. Okay. Do you have any idea what comes into play when that goes on? No, you don't. Yeah, she came to, she came to me with her two schools already, though. Mm-hmm. She came to me and she asked me a question. She said, hey, uh, Dad, where is um, Boston? And I said, mm-hmm. in, in Massachusetts. She was like, that's on the East Coast, right? Like, yeah. She was like, aren't we on the East Coast? I said, yeah, it's, it's further north. She was like, yeah, well, I'm going to Harvard and you need to figure out how to make that happen. Great, <laughs> thanks. And yeah. then she comes back and says, if I don't go to uh, Harvard, I'm going to go to Howard because it's an HBCU. Um, I'm pretty sure I'm smart enough to get a scholarship. I'm pretty sure I got the brains for that, but somebody's still going to have to pay for my elaborate, her word, elaborate college life. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's going to be sororities involved. (laughs) This is going to be kind of insane. Uh, Actually, um, yeah, man. I don't think you know the full extent of it yet. So uh, Lola's asking you, she says, by the way, is Katie requiring social distancing masks, etc., at the event? Uh, that's from, that's from no. Lola. Nope. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> not. Now, if people if people want to wear a mask because they want to, I'm not going to stop them or welcome to freedom. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, train and learn as the, the, the founder of it. No, we are not requiring social distancing mask any of that mm-hmm. if you decide that you want to wear a mask uh and maybe you want to keep the six-foot rule for your own individual self mm-hmm. we're not going to stop that either but no yeah. we're going to we're going to embrace each other and and mm-hmm. have a good time with uh no masks yeah yeah oh that's good that's uh that's good to know is there any other stuff that we need to let people know about the event uh I mean, we actually, man, we burn through time real fast here, actually, you know, and it's all like time goes really fast when we're having fun. But I think we had too much fun today. We burn right through. <laughs> we, we got uh, like five minutes. Else people are missing about the event. I would mm-hmm. say, you know, get your, you know, get your, your ducks in a row. Mm-hmm. If you were like, oh, crap, I missed this one. You know, get your ducks in a row. It's always going to be uh, mm-hmm. Memorial Day weekend of each year right outside of St. Louis. So you don't have to guess where it's going to be. You don't have mm-hmm. to ask when. Look at your calendar. See what Memorial Day weekend is, whatever year. And that's mm-hmm. when it's going to happen. And, and bring your butt out there, man. You know, I tell mm-hmm. people all the time, like, I know it. Now, Hank, I know you get a ton of DMs and a ton of questions, you know, no different than anybody else. Mm-hmm. And I tell people all the time, if you really want, it's kind of a general rule of life. If you really want somebody to help you, help yourself first. Right. We need to see that you you got some skin in the game. Right. So if you if you pay and invest in bringing yourself somewhere to develop you, we're all there to help you. Right. That's mm-hmm. what it's for. But we got to see that you got some skin in the game because I can't tell people. And I'm pretty sure, Hank, you you know mm-hmm. this, too. You will spend a decent amount of time giving people advice and you never see it come to fruition. Mm-hmm. They don't even try to attempt to apply it. Right. Mm-hmm. So I would much rather spend my time mm-hmm. giving whatever advice I can give to somebody that's at least going to attempt instead of wasting mm-hmm. it, sharing it with somebody that's not putting the effort forward. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. I agree with that. 
Um, and and just to j jog back to something you just reminded me of, in the future when I do these, if I, you know, when we do this kind of stuff, what I would like to do actually, instead of even going up and like giving speeches and stuff like that to people, I'm not, I'm not knocking it. Um, but what I would like to do is actually just do a Q&A type of thing. I think those are typically the, the best stuff, right? So instead of me talking at people, um, I would love to be able to help people by just saying like, what, what's your thing? What do you need? What do you need to know about kind of a thing? So I know at some point here, we will, we will, uh, get this done. So I don't want to, as you can tell, yeah. I don't want to like put, you know, make any contracts right now, uh, and put it in writing. Yeah. But <laughs> um, here's the thing. Listen, you, you actually cannot go until we talk about tigers. So we got to have the tiger conversation. Okay. So everybody wants to laugh at me mm -hmm. because of my 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 cautious attitude towards mm -hmm. large felines, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody thinks it's a game, right? Oh, the tiger will never attack you. Tiger, you will never see one. Yeah, blah 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 blah. And we all learned from I learned anyway from the Tiger King exactly how many tigers reside in this country, especially in the great state of Texas. Mm -hmm. What do we see the other day? Hmm? What do we see? I put it on my Instagram. We see a tiger walking loose in a neighborhood. And then we see a dude standing on the opposite side of a white pickup truck. that's like pointing like a, 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 a nine millimeter handgun at this thing. The tiger, not only is the tiger walking toward him, it it it, it looked both ways mm -hmm. across the street. It like checked both ways across the street. Cross the street and walk right up to the dude. And he's standing like six feet from the thing like it can't pounce and be right on top of them. Tigers are real. They are walking around American streets. My 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 caution has been proven that I was right. So ha ha to that. Yeah. Damn it. Didn't we tigers talk didn't we talk didn't we have this conversation about lions and tigers on the show? I had it with yes, someone. We yeah we did, right? Yeah. Yeah because we did. When you made that post, I was thinking to myself, I'm pretty sure we had this conversation and I told people they won't know what it is to fucking face a, a tiger or something like that until that thing's facing you did he pull the trigger <laughs> no i don't think he no i don't think he no, shot he that tiger no and and then and then there was another one i think the owner though i think that i i believe i read that the mm -hmm. owner is being charged a fine um from, for from letting the, animals from the other, like i think so, the owner's facing a fine for that so that story that you put up there that tiger it was a bengal tiger which is one of the most beautiful majestic uh you know creatures on the face of the planet all of that fine i get it and i'm with it um and the owner of that came and got it and then got into a car with it a suv or something and drove off they have a, they eventually caught that guy i don't know if they caught that tiger yet that tiger is still out there and i'm not knocking the guy for not shooting the tiger right but let's just realize yeah, here there's a tiger loose in a neighborhood you have to think what if you let that tiger go and it takes out someone comes across anyone that could be a big strong man a little kid a, you know a, a older person or whatever everyone's just lucky that tiger didn't want a piece of them including the guy with the gun because i would feel like yeah. a handgun is not adequate to go after a tiger and he was way too close to that thing imagine like a person on two legs advancing on you imagine this massive majestic you know <laughs> the only thing above that on the predatory list would be a saber-toothed tiger coming at you man look i'm, it's a, I'm, it's I'm different. not different <laughs> 
It's different. Nope. <laughs> it's different. And you, we have to, we have to, you know, and, but I'm, what I'm going to put, I put them, um, the blame. I never blame God's creatures for doing what they were intended to do. Right. No, no. That's, they were made yeah. to do a thing and they're going to yeah. do that thing. The person that took on the onus of owning one of them damn things. It's wrong. Then you need to be able to make sure you can keep control. Yeah. I mean, a tiger is nowhere near to a gun. A gun is, is, is a thing that doesn't function unless a human being makes it function. Right. A tiger is a thing that thinks on its own. And it's not, I wouldn't blame the tiger. Like me, to be honest with you, man, when I think about it now, I'm not in that guy's position, right? And that guy had what he had. And and he probably, if he really felt like he was super in danger, he would do it. I think he didn't want to take out the tiger and the cops said they didn't want to take out the tiger. But um, ultimately, man, you know, um, I would hope that we would take out things like that not because we don't in, it, like or respect the animal, but those animals were not meant to be with the rest of us. They were meant to be in nature, in their natural habitat, and not trapped in a home, in a backyard, or anything like that. It's savage and cruel. I mean, I think zoos are horrible for that same reason, right? I am not a fan of zoos for that same reason. We shouldn't have... Uh, awesome creatures like that in a zoo they should be in their natural habitat we should figure out ways that hey these tigers are over here this is where they are they're doing their thing you know and we're leaving them alone they shouldn't be with the rest of us because they think for themselves and they function by different rules and uh, you know even if it, it respected the its owner so to speak it doesn't mean it has any respect for anyone else very true yeah people very true think, right? i mean I, I'm, I'm glad and I'm not I know people took my, my little video as like oh man he should have killed him no the tiger didn't kill anybody so the, I don't think that the dude he made the decision he thought was best for that yeah, time yeah, right yeah. and he didn't think he had to shoot it the cops didn't think they had to shoot it okay cool um, however up until yesterday they didn't um, have possession of that tiger though so if something bad happens, this is the thing like I 100% I agree with you but we have to think about this you know like what like a tiger is not like on my property the other day uh and i don't know if i'm holding you up like if you have like a hard time no, no, it, I, you... i'm good but on my property i have video of it that i could show people on my property there was a freaking um coyote in the front yard and i i didn't like lola was like hey you know what is this thing out here in the front yard i i'm my property is fenced all of that kind of stuff and uh and i didn't know what she was talking about let me see if i can run this in here and here was this, you know, um, let me see if I could, right there, here's a, a coyote walking around on the property, right? Um, you know, and it wasn't really that big or anything like that. It was just walking around out there. It looks kind of scrawny, but, um, and I just went out with my handgun. I should have gotten my, my 300 blackout rifle, but the problem is, is that there's like, there's things in, in, in the path that I would have been shooting. So I didn't sh I didn't take any kind of shots at it or anything like that because you you need to think about you know what's uh, what's out there. But that's just a coyote, and it when I went out there, it ran away from me, right? Um, which tells me, hey, there's a coyote on my property. There's probably more. I've seen other coyotes at night. This was at noon. <laughs> okay, so those mm. things have to go out. Imagine a tiger. This is a different mm. creature. This is a different 
creature um and you know we need to respect that okay listen a couple of things someone was saying that um that they that folks need to check out your instagram and i know we're going to get into that but i'm going to run in your instagram for folks out there who want to see there it goes the real underscore noc there you go um and i think um kevin has a whole bunch of different stuff that like what he talks about here you guys should uh definitely check that out one other thing i want to go to before we wrap up here man um you talked about your car i didn't show like this here's my first car that i spent money on and that i bought um and i believe i bought this in 1988 when i was 16 years old um 1985 honda no. prelude i was like 16 when i, I graduated okay. high school at 16 um and so like right after i graduated i just turned 16 when i graduated so this is what i had man 1985 honda prelude you know that was that's my nice car. yeah i missed that car <laughs> you know uh honda some of the best cars out there i had a honda s2000 as well so um you know uh, that was a that that to me was a real cool car i'm gonna get that coyote by the way He's going to get murked out, him and the rest of his peoples, you know. I just need to get some people. I need to uh, get my boys together that have night vision and stuff like that. And uh, yeah. I'll come play. I got night vision. Absolutely, absolutely, man. You know, if he's still around, if he's still around when you come by, you know, whenever you come by, bring it because it might still be some more. Uh, we definitely have those kind of problems out there, though. Listen, um, do you want to tell the folks out there one more again, like tell the folks about the event, but also tell them how they can get in touch with you, you know, what social medias you're on that people can um, get up on, how they can support you, all that kind of good stuff, man. Sure. So if you want to know more about the, the No Other Choice Train and Learn event, even if you want to attend future events, just go over to NoOtherChoice.com. Train and Learn has its own tab. Uh, read all about it. It's right outside of St. Louis, Missouri. It will be uh, every... Sorry about the truck. Yeah. That's it will cool. be every Memorial Day weekend of every year uh, going forward in the future. And it is a professional development event for the freedom community. Uh, you don't have to do one particular thing. You just need to be involved in uh, expanding freedom, whichever way you're doing that. Um, but we want to see you come out and learn with the rest of us because we're all learning. Learn with the rest of us. We can all go out and secure our freedoms a little bit better. Um the as far as the way to keep up with me, NoOtherChoice.com. You can go over to the website. We have plenty of things over there for you uh, to complement your your freedom lifestyle, from magazines to lights to you know swag to the whole nine yards. So go over to NoOtherChoice.com. Uh, we would greatly appreciate any support over there. Um, you you can also reach me. My main social media is Instagram, the real underscore NLC that uh, Hank put up, the real underscore NLC. We also, um, you can also get ready to uh, entertain the Stokies and Straps podcast, which is going to be coming to you um, at the end of July, early August. Uh, Stokies and Straps is going to be a podcast that opens up conversations about everything um, under the sun. One thing we're going to talk about a lot is, um, is manhood and men being better men. We're going to really get around in that conversation, but we're going to talk about relationships. We're going to bring on economic uh, people that are great in economics we're going to talk about everything that impacts us more than just guns so uh be looking out for that i think we're going to have a really really good time with the podcast um and you can also follow me on tiktok that's also the real noc i'm going to use tiktok because tiktok i put up a gun video and they banned me the first video oh yeah <laughs> like, nope so they don't seem to mind me talking even though i think they just said something about even a video i put up with me just talking so we'll see how that goes but i'm going to use that platform to give out more like advice and uh for general conversation about stuff that might not be 
uh, so gun related. And other than that, man, just um, you can also reach out at info at noitherchoice.com if you want to send me an email about anything. And don't don't be shy to, uh, to engage. Yeah, absolutely, man. Whenever you come on, the time just goes like that, whether it's just me and you or a bunch of other people. It's always fun and uh, engaging, to use a word that you just used, uh, having the conversations. I would definitely encourage people to go out there and support Kevin Dixie. Uh, lots of different things going on. And for the folks who are looking forward to, um, like, seeing you at a regular event, you know, what's the next event that they can actually see? Because I know Iraq Veterans not open either to the public. So what's the next sure. like public event? Um, the next public thing I will be at um, is going to be the NRA show in mm-hmm. Houston. I'll be there. Okay, so you are doing that. Um, after okay. that. Yeah, I'll be at the NRA show after that. I think two weeks after that is the Solutionary Summit, which is a modules event. Mm -hmm. I'll be part of that event. That's going to be in Miami, uh, I think the third week in September. So that's that's something that the public can go to as well. So I'll be there and then I'll be back in Dallas for the USCCA show at the beginning of October. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Marge likes to do stuff in Miami, I noticed, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, Florida. Um, Florida has a way of um, being yeah. a state that people like to do things in. Yeah, Miami likes, is a is a is a good city. Yeah, he likes running around on that beach, man, with his flowing locks and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> he might be yeah. popular down there. Thinking he's in Baywatch, you know, <laughs> Black Baywatch. Yeah. And, and no, big shouts cool. out, you know. Speaking of my big shouts out before we go to um, yeah. to and nobody else is uh, um, mm-hmm. not as meaningful, but. Mm-hmm. Big shouts out to uh, Black Guns Matter, the organization. Maj did pick up a title sponsorship oh, cool. with the Train Learn event, so big shout out to him. Okay. All right. Um, yeah. Congratulations on that, man. Those guys are doing good stuff. You're doing good stuff. You know, um, this is, it's, uh, we're in interesting times, man. We're living in interesting times, you know? Yeah. And, yep. and, I, and I think that as tough as and crazy as everything looks right now, you know, we're, we have like a good opportunity to build the future. And I hope that more organizations out there pay attention to people like yourself, Maj, and all the other folks that are out there um, doing this thing in different ways. People people need a different message from the typical canned message that's going on. So to the organizations that are out there, I suggest that you look at these folks and figure out ways you can help them. You know, and not and don't get in their way. Also, I would say, I think like Kevin Dixie, for example, has this down. He knows what to do. What he needs is your support. What you should do is go to Kevin Dixie, say, what can we do for you, sir? And let it roll from there. It's Just pretty easy. Couple. Yeah, it's pretty easy. OK, so, so listen, I'm going to run in the I'm going to run in the end part here and come back, Kevin. So you're going to have to uh, drop some wisdom on everyone here before we get out of here. Um, so get ready for that. I want to thank Franklin Armory for sponsoring the show. Make sure you guys go sign up for U.S. Law Shield uh, through our links that we have here. Um, I will run in the end and be right back. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. Hope you uh, enjoyed the show as much as I did. Make sure you smash the thumbs ups, ring the bell. We're going to rip the audio out of this and throw it up on iTunes and all the other places that you get your audio podcast from. I really do appreciate Kevin coming through here. I know it's crazy right now. Um, everyone enjoyed the show. I could tell everyone enjoyed the show out there. Kevin, um, what's what's your words of wisdom, man? The world is indeed uh, experiencing some interesting times right now. Uh, what I would like for everybody to remember is that we are all brothers and sisters. We're all neighbors and friends. 
We need to make sure that when the world is going crazy, we are remaining humane, kind, passionate, and have empathy and sympathy for one another. Remember, the person that you um, may cause some harm to or do wrong today might be the same person that you need to lean on tomorrow. So please, in all the craziness, make sure that you keep your sanity and remain kind, responsible, and compassionate to others. Amen. Amen. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Um, I think tomorrow we have, uh, who is it again? Uh, Matthew LaRossiere is going to be in Fudbusters. Do you know Matthew LaRossiere? At all? Kevin? I don't think I do. Oh, okay. He does Fudbusters. He's a lawyer. He's a like a 2A okay. gun lawyer uh, dude. Uh, I've got to introduce you guys at some point. I'm not sure if he'll be. If he's at a rock vendor, I'll introduce you guys. Good guy. Um, and we're going to talk some of this, maybe the, um, the ATF stuff that's out there and some other legal things with Matthew LaRossier. Big thanks to Kevin Dixie of NOC for coming through tonight. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Peace. Peace out, guys.